to episode 39 of Shushigachari on the train works. I actually checked this time. Ooh. Uh, so I know what episode it is. And I'm also going to introduce myself because I realized multiple times I don't say it. <laughs> I just don't. I just immediately go, wow, that's great. Go off on a tangent and then say, here's Elvie and John. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm hosting. It's me. Uh, and with me is Elvie and John. <laughs> Hi. I think everyone knows who you are. That's probably true, yeah, at this point, <laughs> if you're going to episode 39. You never know, actually. You know, sometimes people just pick this shit up. Like, Yeah, newcomer. I, I'll never be that type of person, I think, probably. I, I always have to start at the beginning or I, like, you know, go crazy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I agree. Like, if there's a podcast someone recommended to me and it's already hundreds of episodes in, I guess that sucks for me. I have to start at episode yep. one. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I do. Every I mean, time. like what we do, we reference past things. So I yeah. don't know. It, it might be, you know, there's a, there's a, a there's recurring. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's continuity. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, John? I'm doing a okay. Uh, we, we watched anime. We played video games, but this is the anime one. So we're going to talk about that on this particular, uh, occasion. We sure are. Uh, and what an anime we have to talk about this time, which is, uh, Elvie's Choice, Princess Principle, uh, the 2017 spy show. Is that the, is that the right thing to say? Action adventure, espionage drama? I don't know. What's a good genre? <laughs> so many things. For it? No, I think that's about right. That's, it's about right. It, 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 it pretty much is what it is. It's, yeah. Uh, oh, the Wikipedia, um, you know, little table information says action spy citation, steampunk <laughs> citation too. You know? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> yeah, Which is actually accurate. This actually is a steampunk show, I think. I would it think is, it does yeah. have evidence of that. So. And I didn't know that, uh, going mm-hmm. in, but, and I usually hate the steampunk, but I thought it was done quite well, but we'll get to that. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know, this series, as we said before, when we were talking about, talking about watching it, uh, we said that it aired out of order, or achronologically, I believe mm-hmm. is the term. Uh, and, uh, that's the order you should watch it in, because I think that's the order that works best for that show, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, uh, back when this aired in 2017, it was on Anime Strike, Amazon's extra bonus subscription you had to buy on top of Amazon Prime. What uh, a mess. What a mess. <laughs> Remember that thing? Great. That didn't last, obviously. No, it sure didn't. I was actually, when I was looking up, I was like, oh, well, I wonder what else was on Anime Strike, because I don't remember anything, and it was just like, Inuyashiki, uh... They had Girls Less I... Tour on there, which was, yeah. uh, which was a bummer. They had a couple things that were... They had recreators, remember that? Yeah, they had recreators mm-hmm. on it. They had, they had a few things. It was it was a dark time. And I, then, think, uh, I think even Psychopaths was on there. Um, the Psychopaths is still on there, realistically. Yeah, <laughs> it's still on there. The new one's on there, so... Um, oh, that's a weird thing, not to go on a tangent. They released the Psychopaths 3 movie as three episodes. What? <laughs> on Amazon Prime and just acted like it was a new season. It was really weird. <laughs> it's re- Amazon Prime's really bad with like um how some series have like specials. <laughs> yeah. Uh and they just don't know what to do with it. They're like, I, I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's something to do with their player. They're like, oh this player is not gonna understand this is a movie, or like uh, th- th- this is not gonna understand if it's a movie or like a series, but it's part of a series, but it's a movie for a series, so we're just gonna do something weird with it and split it apart for you know three what? parts so it counts. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I- 
I have yet to see a player that does it well, because let me tell you, uh, <laughs> using VRV on our Roku, which is how I watch most of my anime, uh, the, that's probably the best video app that they have on there. Just like it, mm-hmm. it works, but they do this fucking thing where if a movie comes out or an OVA or something, all of a sudden mm-hmm. they like call it like season 20 or something yeah. like that. And it's, yeah. Yeah, the meta tagging is really weird. Like, um, if there's a series there that, you know, if it's not even clear if it has a season two, it automatically labels the set of episodes on there as a season one. But it's it the, like, you know, it's not, you know, like what if there is no season two? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. It's, there's a there's a weird the categorization system is like very automatic and like it's not it's not flexible for how some series don't follow a standard format. You know, yeah, like especially. some anime, like like mini series. You know, like they don't they don't work the way a, like a, a seasonal show does. Yeah, especially with like all the different dubs that come out and stuff. Oh my like gosh, that. yeah. Like, God forbid. <laughs> yeah, they and just then, put and a language are, track. And those are those are treated as separate entries too, which is very yeah. confusing. So it's like, why am I seeing two of this? And then, you know, it's not, it's not clear. Uh-huh. But you know what is clear is that uh, I think Princess Principle is a pretty good show. Uh, crystal clear talk about that yeah crystal. <laughs> that's pretty uh, close crystal clear in terms of conclusions right yeah um so yeah uh uh i i you know i would do a synopsis i don't really know what a good synopsis is here i'd just say like hey it's the show that was about these girls who were spies that's all you need to know and they go around doing spy things uh in this fictional england <laughs> i guess it's yeah, supposed it's- to be england right yeah, it's a fake England. Um, it's it's okay. a fake England that has been, like, split into a very basic, like, high-class, uh, bougie area, which is surrounded by a wall. And on the other end of the wall is the Commonwealth, where all the poor people live. And the spies are kind of working for the Commonwealth, trying to, like, undermine the, um... They're, yeah, they're trying to undermine the, like, bougie, um, th- their interests. Um, and, you know, there's some backstabbing, back and forth shenanigans that go on. It's, it's very exciting. It's, there, there, there's basically, um, you know, there's, there's different missions, like, they explore, and that's why the series is out of chronological, you know, achronological, because it's, it's, it's a whole thing about, like, oh yeah, this is some of the stuff they do on a normal day or whatever, but the main, operation that um encompasses this whole series is uh, a whole plot to kind of um um install a new ruler to hopefully reunite the kingdom and and like one of, and one of the princesses they have is you know she she herself is kind of working with them um on in this unit also kind of as a spy at the same time secretly um, having crossed over the wall from where she's supposed to be it. Um, so that's, that's called princess principal because there's a princess and they're called the principal team, um, <laughs> out of like a bigger picture. So, um, so out, out of like this bigger network, we don't see essentially. Yeah. Like the princess is a part of the Royal family, obviously, but she is very much outspoken in being against the class divide and being like yeah as soon as i become queen i want to work to end this i want to work to figure this out like not to spoil too much but there's a part where like you know she's really getting drilled about her beliefs and she just straight up says like yeah i want to be the last queen i'll even like you can guillotine me if you have to like she's like yeah fucking eat the rich including me so like you know can't can't really get too pissed off at that um 
so but yeah the, it's 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 definitely got its ideals it's got its um it's it's very strong in its purpose um I just I really really love the show as well I I'm inclined to agree Rose like every episode I was just like I was either cheering or I was like oh my god like what's gonna happen next oh like it was it was intense non-stop intense just action or drama or depression or joy it was just everything it was everything turned up to 11 but in a great way it was so much fun to watch yeah um so let me think let me think let me think how to do this lv i'm gonna have you go last because i want specifically your impressions on rewatching it uh, <laughs> yeah i know totally be a good contrast um so yeah i i i'll i'll go first i guess yeah. i will say um i really really liked it um i loved the opening first of all yeah. what a fucking banger <laughs> i have i will never be deceived i'm a girl that sees through lies like tracking my <laughs> yes, brain lyrics, forever sir. now it's really good uh-huh. um uh, I really liked Anja's Black Lizard Planet bit that she constantly does and how everyone's like, like, what's wrong with you? And she's just like, I'm normal. I was like really related <laughs> to that one. I really liked that. Um, I felt like, let me see. Here's, here's my list of notes I have here. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Episode one, incredible stuff. Really great, strong start to the series. Um, the thing that really impressed me at the end was when Anj kills the man, because I did not expect her to kill the man. I did not <laughs> expect them to kill anyone in this show, but they really do it a lot, and I really respect that. Because uh, I feel like when you have a lot of these shows that have, go for a, like, I wouldn't, maybe this is a little extreme, but I would say this is a very, like, mm, cutesy art style, let's say. Like, very... Uh, you know, all girls and everything. Uh, the juxtaposition, go, yeah, yeah. Usually they go for a thing where it's like, oh, but they they can't kill it so hard for they, these girls. Because they're cute. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, these yeah, girls just go for it. They don't care. Um, which is I'm glad because I they do a little with Beatrice, uh, where she's like doesn't want, but she's like an uninvolved party for the most part, where it's like yeah. she's just dragged into this. It makes sense. None of the other girls are like, oh no, I have to kill someone. Ah, like I, that's one of my least favorite things to deal with in the media at this stage. It's just like, I, I have seen pretty much every possible like variation of someone being like, I don't want to kill someone. Uh, yeah. I don't think the princess kills anyone, but like, and also I, like, I think Dorothy only like, kills people every once in a while. Dorothy but like, kills, like, a few people. <laughs> a few people. A few people. But, like, Anji and Chisa, right? Chisa, yeah. I think it's Chisa. The Japanese yeah. student, Chisa. yes. Chisa is just fucking full-on murdering fools, like, at least once an episode. <laughs> just... <Yeah. laughs> good shit. <laughs> um... Yeah, on that note, I was saying, uh, strong standout episodes. Uh, I really like the episode with Chisei's backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's episode six. Uh, it's a little difficult to number them because again, they're, um, they're all over the place. They're like all over the place. Besides the finale, which oh, are clearly five. the finales. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 
uh, episode five, uh, which was the one where Chisei appears and has to fight her father or whatever. Uh, I thought that was really good. Uh, some of it was a little ham fisted, but I feel like that's fine. It was fine because I still thought it was pretty good. Um, episode eight, I thought was, no, episode eight. Yes, episode eight, Ripper Dipper. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really good. Uh, the Anjin, uh, Charlotte backstory one. Um, I think the whole conceit of this show being like a, like you said, Ellie, a, a prince and a pauper thing, uh, uh-huh. is really, really good. I think the way that they execute on it is, is great. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, just how they're, p- their personalities change and stuff like that and how they become, I think is really, really neat. Um, and they have a good relationship. Um, what else do I have here? Uh, the Dorothy episode was good. I thought, uh, I thought that they, that was a a very realistic portrayal of an abusive father Mm -hmm. where they like constantly, like they absolutely believe that they are trying to make amends, but they will fall back to the same habits over and over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I thought that the ending was a little ridiculous, is what I wrote here. Uh, because I thought that them all singing at the bar was just one step too far. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit much. Like, definitely, I, like, definitely having them, like, sit there at the bar waiting while, like... I thought that would have been strong if it ended there, but then yeah. they, they just sang and I was like, oh. Yeah, if, I mean, if it was, if it was just like a really somber moment of them sitting there and waiting and then just like superimposed with his corpse showing up at the, um, at the morgue, that would have been a bit more powerful, but yeah, it's it, like, that was definitely them just being like, well, we set up that the dad hummed or sang a song, like, when she was little and she still had a good relationship with him, so, we gotta circle back to that and it's like it like it didn't really add anything to it it was like you know like like they could like they did plenty to explain their relationship like it was just like yeah yeah she it was okay until he started abusing her and he she you know she does have like memories of having an like of him being a good dad at a time but she can't just forgive him and, you know, like, there's just, there there are these layers, but then they wanted, they, it felt like they were, like, kind of, like, like, I, I, like I, I think what they were trying to do was they were trying to have, like, a Dorothy is ready to make amends moment when she's, like, okay, yeah, no, if he is actually trying and he is going to, like, do something for me to show that he actually gives a shit, like, maybe that was what it was supposed to be, but it doesn't, like, and, and that, and, like, the song was that, was, like, a like like a oh i'm accepting that he might change kind of thing like oh i'm remembering to back then but then it just turns out that it's all for nothing cuz he's dead and it's just like it just doesn't really work cuz it's a bit over the top so it's just like yeah. I-, I had a i had a little different perspective on that ending right, yeah. uh, with that choice but um no, sure go, go for it, it. go yeah. for oh, right it now yeah yeah that's fine okay well i my interpretation of that was um I think she accept. I think she knows he died. I think she. Yeah. I think she accepted the fact that he's not going to return because out of every like she she knows who he is, mm-hmm. and she knows he he was he, he he set himself up in a vulnerable place where he's going to get killed because of like the situation he unfortunately got himself into, and I think she was kind of like, lying, not lying to herself per se, but just kind of being positive in the situation. And like after that episode ended, I think I think they pretty much left the bar not not too long after that whole singing sequence. And I think specifically the clip of the morgue was not to show 
that it, it was not to stress about, you know, it was not to further stress her relationship with her father, but I think it was just kind of a moment to show that he's just another body that yeah. has fallen in the city. And I don't think it has any particularly um, specific ties to her relationship, like to, to the daughter and father relationship per se. I think it was just like a, a um, I think the singing was meant, to, I, it is cheesy. I do agree. Actually, it is a little ambitious, but I, I think it was not supposed to tie in with their relationship per se, but just to tie in the fact that, oh, this is another person that seems significant, but now they're nothing despite everything that has happened in this episode. Um, and so he becomes another nameless body in the morgue after all of that. That is an interesting way to think about it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's strong. Yeah, I, I, I dig that interpretation. Um, other things I have here. Let's see. Uh, I said Chisei. Uh, Chisei's second episode is probably the weakest episode of the series. Is what I said. Uh, it felt like I, I, I appreciate. Was that the racism episode? Yes, yeah. that was the racism episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said I appreciate them at least acknowledging the race dynamics of this society because they it felt like they were just focusing purely on classism which has to intersect with racism you know that's the reality of it and most works barely ever examine that combination they mm-hmm. focus on one or the other uh but i don't think they did it very elegantly and they just sort of had a man walk up and then like bump into her and go oh no yeah, i'm going just, to kill just, this butterfly in front of you yeah, <laughs> like, just immediately start like it, yeah, it, it was too it was cartoonish yeah. It was too cartoonish. It wasn't like, <laughs> didn't seem realistic. It was funny when she hit him with her tie in a rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was good as hell. Just whipped him at it. Uh, or no, it was a gun, right? She just put the gun in the necktie. And the, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she took the bullet out and just whipped it at him instead of shooting him. Uh, I said, little weird about the little, the weird sumo thing that they all did, but at least it's cute. <laughs> uh, again, God. this is probably <laughs> the weakest episode. <laughs> That's what I said. She, she she basically says something along the lines of like y'all are being extremely white right now, but I get it. Yeah. Like, it's just like... Um, what else we got here? Uh, Beatrice is probably the weakest character overall. Uh, totally, what I said I don't think they examine her enough. I think there is something that that they could do exploring her relationship with the princess, but they'd pretty much just give her her backstory in episode two and then never again. <laughs> They were just uh, they were just like yeah we need to like give her like a tragic backstory but then also make it a really cool superpower just so yeah. they can have some kind of out every once in a while when they need to disguise a voice like that's kind of all it was and I'm fine with that yeah I think like it's an interesting backstory given the steampunk you know aesthetic mm-hmm. of everything um, I just wish that they they explored her a little more you know I felt like they they could definitely. Like, specifically, I feel like there's a lot that they can do with her relationship with the princess. And if they go far enough, like, the princess-princess thing, where, like, you know, who Mm -hmm. she really is, Mm quote-unquote, or whatever, and, like, what that means. I felt like they could have done something with that, but they didn't. Um, I mean, there's movies coming out one day, so... mm, One day. (laughs) Now I understand your pain, LV. I'm sorry for saying the Kingdom Hearts thing I said to you. Uh, (laughs) No, it's okay. It's It's actually a pretty direct, you know... Comparison, <laughs> comparison to be honest <laughs> um what else do we have here um oh i really liked episode 10 uh with their friend from school i thought that was good too mm-hmm. um that she just dies i was like damn i didn't think that would happen but it just did uh, and i think mm-hmm. that shows the show is not restraining itself at all which i thought mm-hmm. was good um 
Uh, I, I, oh, I will say like the steampunk thing. I really hate steampunk stuff, but I thought that this was nice. And I think it's partially because of what I was saying when I was like playing soccer wars, not to cross the streams here, <laughs> but like they use colors. Like even if it's dark, they still use colors and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. and I think the tone specifically really matches it. Whereas most steampunk stuff I feel like doesn't capture this, uh, tone all the way. Um, and the last note I have, really like the scene in episode 12 where L walks in and it just cuts to him replacing that guy at the table. Yeah. Uh, like they don't show, like they, they just have him walk in or whatever with like his cuffs off or whatever. And then like, it just cuts to him sitting in the chair the guy was just sitting in, which I think is really funny. <laughs> uh, I think that's all my notes. Yeah. I, I, I was very positive on the series overall. Uh, I think the soundtrack's great, even if it's a little ridiculous at times, because it's Yuki Kaijira, uh, and sometimes she just does the Kara no Kyokai songs, like, in the middle of <laughs> there's it. A, and there's I, a saxophone just yeah. blaring. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that stuff's good, but there's, like, one specific song they use that is, like, just sounds like it's from Kara no Kyokai, and it feels, mm-hmm. like, really out of place whenever they use it, pretty much. Um, whereas I feel like most of the soundtrack otherwise, very, very but, Yeah, it ties, like, kind of, like, in this fake historical yeah. setting. No, I know what you mean. There were times where it's like, this is a, <laughs> is this it's like a techno like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like, it was just that very specific, like, tone that I was just, like, mm-hmm. all I could think of. Like, like a filler, is... yeah, the filler music that's often used, yeah. It's just, like, yeah. huh, just a little out of place. Yeah, it doesn't, it sounds different, too, from the rest of the soundtrack, so it's, like, uh, this, in terms of instrument usage, it's yeah, very different. Exactly. Um, and, uh, I think like, yeah, I think like one of the, the things that I, I like the least is when I'm listening to a soundtrack and I just go, yeah, that sure is this composer or whatever like that. <laughs> like, even if I like the songs, like, it's just like takes me out like very quickly. Whereas like, I feel like, um, a good example of a really good song on the soundtrack is the slow instrumental version of the ending that they play during sad mm-hmm. moments or whatever. I think that works mm-hmm. really, really well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all right. Uh, uh, John, what did you think? John, you can go next. I just really agree with everything you said. This was such a fun uh, watching experience. It was especially nice because I actually uh, watched a good amount of it with folks in the Chooch chat. That went over pretty well. Um, just like a, a an action-y romp kind of thing that this is. I mean, obviously there is a lot of more serious, uh, more mature elements. But, you know, we're all adults in Chooch chat. Um I thought it was just phenomenal. It handled all the, like, harder stuff that it handled pretty well. It had such amazing action scenes. I mean, like, I I had so much fun, like, episode one watching that, like, car chase. And then there was the another car chase in, like, episode 12. And all the scenes where they were using that, like, orb to fly around. And any time that Chise was cutting fools up, it was just a blast to watch. Um, so many just sensational songs, like you said, like, and the OP and the ED are fantastic. If, if you haven't watched the show, you're going to hear it, OP and ED, on this episode, you're like, damn, these are good as hell, especially this opening, holy shit! Um, yeah, I love the style, and, um, I, I will say that, like, I, I, I must have, you know, we probably talked about this. I don't know, I mean, Chuchigatri I don't think was a thing in 2017, but I'm pretty no. sure we, yeah, because I don't know what year it is anymore, um, 
I mean, I'm pretty sure we probably talked like just in private, like, oh, oh boy, this might be cool, but also these are like a bunch of little girls, eh. but like the like if you are someone who saw that like this was a bunch of little girls and were like, oh, what the fuck? It's no, don't let that stop you. They don't do like anything weird, you know. Like, I mean, you could be like, I don't know, Chise's outfit a little bit, but like other than that, it's like it's fucking fine. It's it's great. The only character that is like sexualized is Dorothy and she's a she's actually 20 and b her whole thing is that she's just like the femme fatale and her whole and is she just like she's just like flaunting her tits femme to fatale get the guards to seems and like it's, and it's funny cuz she's the only one who knows how to drive i i think that's just uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say to me that, that's like oh, the funniest yeah. thing when John was saying that, John, when you were saying that you liked the car chases, all I could think of was my favorite scene, which is in episode 10, where Dorothy hops out or whatever to jump onto the train, and then it just cuts to Beatrice, like, I don't know how to drive! And she just, like, crashes. Like, that I thought was, that was really good. That was very good. She was just like, why did you leave me to drive? I don't know! And it's just, a, she immediately crashed into, like, a snowbank. The car just goes upwards. Yeah, it was really good. It's um, super good. Also, I think it's very generous to call her a femme fatale. I think I think that's a nice way to refer to her. I really like her strategy of pretending to be drunk and just falling over. I think that that's like the real strategy <laughs> okay. that she does. Yeah. I really like it. Okay, she is. It, it's a kind of thing where she she is very in control of everything. She's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I can handle this shit. Like, uh, yeah, th- that was a really funny bit where she just like they have to get past a guard and they're at a party. So she's like. All right, let me handle this. She just takes like a big swig of booze so she has alcohol in her breath, and then she's just like, "I don't know where the bathroom is." And then the guy's just like, "Oh, p- pardon me, miss." Booby, you know, like, you know, <laughs> booby, and then like everything is like fine. They just they 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 don't have to worry about it, the distraction. You know, it's it's very funny, and you know, yeah, like all the characters are really well done. Like everyone except for Beatrice, I would say, has a good dynamic with another character. They have, like, interesting back and forth, they have conflict, they have good resolutions, it's... And and the the nice thing, too, is that, like, you know, we're talking about how those movies... I I think the one thing that I didn't like, other than, you know, like, how maybe that racism episode is a little weak, and and some other, like, little tiny nitpicks, but I personally was not blown away by the ending. Like, I... And, like, if, if I did not know that there were movies coming out, I would be 100% more upset with that ending. I thought the way that they ended it was kind of cheap in the sense that it was just kind of like they set up this, like, they kind of set up this villain in a sense where they have, I think her name's Zelda. They have her, um, sort of in, as this, like, you know, like other spy section of the of the of the spy ring, where they just, they want to do have a more violent revolution, um, and you know the 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 principal girls are just like, we got an in, like we wait like a few years until this old lady dies, we're good, you know, like, and we're also gonna keep we're gonna keep fighting for inequality while we're doing it, like as long as we keep fucking them over, we'll be fine. It's just like. It's, it's just, it, and then it just kind of ends. It really just kind of ends. Like, they bust out of the, they, they, like, they rescue the princess, they get out of there, they stop the, like, assassination, 
And then it just kind of ends. And, you know, like, there's a scene at the end where it shows them in Casablanca just chilling, and they're like, alright, well, back to work, ladies! And, you know, obviously we know that there's gonna be more, but just the the way that it ended was just a bit awkward. Just a bit. And, again, like, as long as there is more coming, then it's fine. Like, th- they can round this out, they can actually put a cap on this, however they want to do it. But it just felt weird watching that ending. Like, that was definitely a what-it's-over thing. Like, I, I remember just sitting in there being like, huh? Huh? Like, it- like with-, with everyone in Chew Chat being like, what the fuck? That was it? And then, you know, the Casablanca, like, clip at the end definitely helped a bit, because I was like, okay, yeah, 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 sure, you know, of course they're going to keep on going on more adventures, you know, like, I knew that there were movies too, so, but it was just, it just felt weird. It just felt a little weird how it ended. But otherwise, ah, I loved it so much, I was like, I need, like, I try and, I, I buy a lot of video games on home media, but I don't own too much like too many movies or anime or anything i'm buying this one i'm getting this on home video i want to own this because i liked it that much i really really love the show i think uh i agree with the thing about the ending a little bit but i do think like i think the problem is less that it doesn't have an end cap really um because i'm i'm actually fine with like especially with i think the format of the show uh it being more serialized almost um I think the idea of it just being an ongoing thing forever that does, or whatever, like even if it just had an open ending is totally fine. I think the problem is that those last two episodes absolutely set up some sort of like resolution or something happening and yeah, it just yeah, sort that's of like curtailed it. Like, yeah, you know. like, like it would be fine if it was just like, you know, they're still going on their adventures. They're still doing what they're doing. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they set up Zelda. They set up these like plots to feel like something that is more definitive. Like, yes, this will be how things are solved. And then it just kind of pitters out and you just kind of feel like, all right, now what? What's going to happen with this girl? What's going to happen with all these other people in the like, you know, in, in the spy agency? Like what's happening? It just kind of, it just, peters out after they started to build something up and that's why it's a bit of a disappointment like if they hadn't really built anything up and it was just like the continuing adventures of the princess principal girls it's just like yeah sure that's fine but it's the fact that they started to build something up that made it a bit disappointing yeah sure all right lv give yeah. us your your respected and esteemed uh, <laughs> experience well, i'm glad take. i'm glad both of you really liked it um and Watching this again, it's still very refreshing because I'm, you know, I'm taking in other things um, that I, you know, I may have absorbed previously, but now I'm really taking it. It's like, oh, this is really funny. This is like, oh, I kind of get like what they're going out here. Like, I, I'm kind of taking in more of the, 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 you know, the the, the additional like acting beats and start, you know, kind of like other things when it comes to the characters that I probably might not have fully, you know, digested in such a way previous to a first watch where I'm just focused on like the story and like, okay, what's going on here. Right. Um, yeah. I still think it's very refreshing in that way. It's still very fun. Um, like both of you have said, like the characters are all great. You know, again, again, like 
I actually think Beatrice is my favorite character because she's just so out of her mind all the time and is <laughs> losing it. True. But she is, I do agree she's the least developed character and like it is kind of like a weird disservice where she's supposed to be this important character branching out to the princess, yet that's not really glossed upon after like, <laughs> after they kind of like transition into joining the principal team. Yeah, um, if anything It, it I is kind of say... weird. Like they don't explore that relationship or their past together. You know, they focus only on Ange and the princess instead, which, which is, you know, to go into that later. Um, but, but she's great. She's constantly losing her shit. She's just like, I don't know why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> she's literally a child who's like, uh, it's just like, she's just, I love it. She's very cute. Um, and I appreciate that. I appreciate she's like, you know, she's literally, they made it clear she's the youngest character and who's clearly the least experienced. She has no idea what she's doing. Um, yeah, um, I also, uh, my favorite episode is like the laundry mill episode. And I'm saying that because it's like the most normal episode. Um, it kind of has the one, least. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of has the least going on, but I think it was like the peak of just encompassing everything that the series is trying to go for in which, yeah, they're doing all these terrible things, but they're often doing it at a compromise. And if they could have a choice in trying to help people, they would. And that was kind of made clear here. And I really liked it. I don't know. It was kind of like a cheesy, like, oh, girl power episode, but I, I did like it. I, I think I liked it for the fact that there were, there were, there were these kind of parallels between, you know, the team themselves and the women working at the mill. Um, so it was just kind of nice. It was just a nice, gratifying episode where no one, no one but the bad person had, at least as quote unquote, the person that they wanted to, you know, get had to die. Like there were, there were, there was a less, there was less of a body count in this episode. So yeah. it was just a nice, like, oh, okay, yeah. And, you know, in contrast to, well, not in contrast, but I think in conjunction with the first episode, the episode that jumpstarts the series, where you know, you know, like Rosie said, you're glad that they just outright showed her killing people if they had to, they kill people. Um, or you know, and she just outright kills the that man that scientist but there's that whole clause at the end where she did it not only because she had to do that job she was going to do it anyway but also like there's a secondhand um you know little tiny disclaimer where in doing that she ends up helping his sister who's dying um so there i, I just kind of like those blips and moments where you know unfortunately they're stuck in the situation where they have to do like these repre- um reprehensible things yet at the same time they do still have a sense of morality they're not fully like con- you know they're not fully conformed to this idea of like you know we're we're stuck and we're stuck brainwashed doing this job and mm-hmm. compared to a lot of shows where or just series in general other stories where we have the situation of like oh yeah here are these cute young girls or these kids and they're stuck in a shitty situation the show is not very ham-fisted about it and i appreciate about that i i think like in showing these characters facing these moral choices especially when it came to um the episode with the free- prefect and you know unfortunately like the whole decision about like you know the prefect choosing to kill herself instead of letting her friend kill her, you know, like that whole dilemma. Um, and um, I, I liked how they presented that these characters have choices and not that they're like constantly grimacing over like, Oh no, I have to kill someone again. Like that thing you brought up Rose or like someone, you know, the morality choice, like, Oh God, I have to kill someone. They already show them killing people, um, you know, compared to shows like, you know, just talk, talk about recent series, you know, Madoka in a way where like these characters don't really have control over like a greater situation going on. They're kind of stuck there. I also think about like other, you know, and I, I like Maiden this, this, but this gets really edgy. Um, yeah. We don't, this, this is like, the series does not do that. These characters no. kind of know the situation yeah. they're in and like they're presented choices and they're presented a clear awareness of like kind of the situations they're brought upon. And we don't need to be like, God, I, I don't know, think about another series, Analogs. I really, I used to really like um, the series Gunslinger Girl, and that got really, <laughs> at a certain point, I yeah. dropped it because it got really, 
don't know what's the word to describe, but it just got, it kind of just got frustrating at a certain point. It just kind of, it kind of dragged on with like the obvious thing it was going at. It's like, yes, th- this is bad. These children are shooting people with, and they don't have a choice to do so. They're being indoctrinated. When it's like as this princess principle doesn't really do that. Uh, you know, it kind of just, it kind of shows things as is like they know the situation they're in. And I don't think we need to ham fist the message about like these kids uh, being a sh- in a shady situation to know it's wrong. Right. We kind of knew yeah. that we kind of knew that going in and it shows all sides to the coin of this situation. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It wasn't being ham fist about like, Oh yeah, this is bad. Right. Um, it showed it in, it, sh- it showed those things like in the actions they did that they themselves took upon. Right. Um, I really liked how, I, hmm, how should, it's not really how, but I just, I just appreciate the relationship between Angie and the princess. They're, they love yeah. each other very much. <laughs> they love she each has other a house much. for her somewhere. Right, just in like, case, what? Always. <laughs> well, they just love each other very much. It's like, oh, okay. And, uh, they just, yeah, like, well, and they just show that. I was like, okay, okay. I appreciate it. I respect that. Um, you know, and they didn't, they don't really say it. They don't say it, but I don't know. What they showed was pretty, pretty blatant, but you know, I don't know, someone, someone down the line is going to be like, well, they're, you know, they're just friends, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I hope not. Um, but yeah, overall, it's, this is, I don't know, like overall, yeah, uh, I, this is a very impressive series given the fact that it's, it's not based off any source material. It's a, it's an original series written by, you know, like a team of people who have experience doing this. Like it's, 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 you know, we were looking at this earlier, like it was written by someone who like, helped co- compose most of code Gase, and he has like experience doing a ton of other stuff. Like we, there, there's a pretty like experienced team of people and staff of people who like worked on this. So kudos to them. This is a really strong, solid series, but I agree with John too. Like they're um, the way it ended too. It kind of felt like a little, eh, you know, looking back on it. And I think overall the problem is that, um, and what I like the least about a lot of stuff like this is when series kind of go in expecting that they're going to have a sequel you know, they, yeah. they get a little compensated. Oh, yeah, we're going to, don't worry, we're going to resolve that at some point. And, you know, lo and behold, like, what happens if they don't get renewed or they don't get an extension for that, right? What so if I'm, your lead voice actress quits the industry forever right, and she's not there Right, anymore? which is what happened. <laughs> oh, God. And, um, you know, so, yeah, th- th- unfortunately, that is what happened to Angie's Seiyu, so Japanese yeah. Seiyu. So, <laughs> but alas, yeah, that she has been replaced for the film's upcoming. But ultimately, um, yeah, there were several plot threads that were left a little loose. Yeah, Zelda's character should have been, I think, integrated a little more, a little introduced a little earlier. Like, you know, she was kind of set up as this person who kind of shows up at the end. It's like, who is this, right? Um, the whole thing with the 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 cavalry, the carvarite uh, material, they don't really. It's like they it's, they set up as a like big deal, like, and this is like a big thing that kind of sets the found you know the foundation of why the world is the way it is and how the technology runs and kind of also a big reason as to why there's this divide between the two places between the two sections of like fake england right um (laughs) fake england albion (laughs) and um they don't really they don't explore or we don't really see more of that explored with like what this material is capable of beyond that one girl getting sick and like other instances um so that should have been i feel like that should have been explored more otherwise it's just kind of like eh you know, where's the, you know, we do see elements of the steampunk come into play many times, but with that specific thing, they kind of set up as like a big deal thing, causing issues in people and making people sick. We don't really see that explored again. Um, and, and the only other thing that I can think of is specifically Angie's weird, like black wizard planet thing. I don't know if she's just fucking around, but there is something going on there. We don't really have explained yet. So who knows if that's going to be explained further on as we move forward. 
I have a question. Yeah. Do they ever explain her magic orb? It's a it's a cavorite orb. Um, it's okay. it's just from okay. that. But that's what I mean. It's okay. like a weird. They don't. Yeah, they don't kind of gloss over like it's how it's really fucked up. How strong that was. Yeah, like, that's like the most strongest thing in that whole world. Causing probably. the just getting a fly and stuff. Like, yeah, they don't really. This is like a big deal thing, and they don't really explore effort on. But like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, they they, they you know just have these grounded like espionage missions and like whole you know. But like, besides that one girl getting you know, besides the extent of showing like yeah, this one girl's going mad because of it. We don't we don't see anything else beyond, it. and yet the extent of Angie's like abilities depends on that. And that's insane that she's able to do something like that. Um, I kind of think no. that they didn't explain it. Like, uh-huh. there's there's a little bit of mystery involved there. And the, mm-hmm. I, I felt something that I really liked about the show was how they didn't beat you over the head with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's not like masterful, subtle work. But I, I talked about it on Twitter, but like, I think my favorite character interaction in the show was in the uh, Dorothy episode where, um, you know, Dorothy ha- is basically having to put up with interacting with her dad because they're trying to find a uh like they're, they're trying to intercept a um like like a set of instructions in a uh in a in a corpse's mouth in a in a tooth and um he works at the morgue and so there's a there's a bit where she's like lugging him home after he's like drunk and you you find out earlier on in the episode that like her original name was Daisy and she left that behind and started calling herself Dorothy and there's a moment where he's like waking up after falling out of bed and he like looks up and he sees her and he goes, Oh, Dorothy, is that you? And then she's like, no, mom's not, mom's not back. And it's just like, they don't like beat it over, beat you over the head that like, Oh, she took her mm-hmm. mom's name, but it's like, Oh shit. Okay. That's something mm-hmm. that's like, wow, that's, that's, that's powerful stuff. But then it's like, they don't, they're not, they don't like sit, they don't like have her sit down and like talk to Beatrice. Like, yeah, when my mom was gone, I get, like no, like they didn't mm. do that. They actually trust the viewer to just like be like. They oh, don't okay. have like an extensive flashback showing all that. You know, exactly. we don't need to see that. Exactly. Yeah, they always showed yeah. enough too, to to yeah. the extent of showing her relationship with her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think they they did a good job like ex- mm-hmm. expressing that, and I think they do that with a lot of the character interactions, with a lot of the world, with mm-hmm. a lot of how the how stuff works. Like you know, they explain that. Some scientists discovered how the how the orb works, but they don't have to be like we're fighting over this mineral or whatever, or you know, it just it exists, and some mm-hmm. characters have it and some don't. That's it, and I really mm-hmm. respect that. I think mostly what I have left to say is that the production design of the show is also just spectacular. The backgrounds are incredible. I, I think specifically of the first episode where they kind of, you know, like, we kind of see the extent of what Ange is cap- capable of doing, and then the panning of the background is really incredible how detailed it is. Like, if you were to pause on a still of this show, it can easily be frameable. You know, it's just that yeah. good. Like, the, the, the attention to detail in the background design is very incredible, like, very impeccable. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and um, I see that, too, also with the character designs. Everyone's, like, kind of, like, you know, they don't go too far with, like, uh, you know, you know, sometimes what steampunk does in like other like fantastical ways of like interpreting um, period wearers, like they don't go so flamboyant. Like I think like a lot of stuff is very believable in what they do and what what the outfits the girls wear too. Like their own kind of unique takes on what you know what the kind of you know what kind of like quote unquote their spy outfit. I don't know spy persona outfit. Their uniform. I don't know. I don't know what to call it specifically, but like 
I don't know, their superhero costume. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't stretch that far off the deep end of like, oh, this is a little too flamboyant. Like as, mm-hmm. you know, like this looks like yeah. cause, well, it kind of, it kind of does, but like to the extent of like what cosplay can do with like how like really far off and like very, um, beyond like the contemporary bounds of like what fashion should look like at like what this time period is based off of. My complaint is that, um, and this is again a recurring issue in animation i've noticed that the, the girls are unfortunately kind of, you know like again they're fine but like in in, com- in comparison with everyone else the girls specifically all the female characters have this kind of moe aesthetic to them when a lot of the male characters are very kind of semi-realistic if not very diverse so it's a little yeah. jarring to see that back and forth when you have this character who's like in her 20s yet you see a male character also in his 20s and they and don't look like the he's same. 70 or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the character designer for the show is the person who actually um, done the art for the Kino Notabi novels. Um, oh, okay. And he went, you know, and his art was a little different now, but he's, it has evolved a little bit since. It has got a little more simplified to look like what we see in Princess Principal. And he has, uh, he has went on to do more recently um, the art for the Gun Gale spinoff for Sword Art. So you kind of see it there. Yeah. Um, so that's really my own complaint, I think, besides everything else I mentioned. But in terms of, like, the production style, it's it, that that's the only thing ticking me off. It's like, uh, like, it's like, that's a little weird. That's a little weird to have these girls that are very, like, <laughs> stereotypically very anime looking. And yet very we have no all way. these other characters that are, like whoa like they put a lot of heart even like a lot of these one-shot characters they put a heart they're very recognizable and very identifiable yeah. like it's it's incredible that like even i kind of had like an attachment to some of these characters that literally would die in the same episode because they were all very <laughs> unique looking you know it's like oh okay yeah i remember that guy and stuff like that but like yeah like unfortunately some of the like, unfortunately all the girls kind of have like anime face syndrome you know mm-hmm. um but overall yeah this is still a very you know, even on a second watch, this is, this show is still like very fun and not and exciting. Like it's just a very nice dynamic show, and it's definitely something I recommend for anyone who is into like action, you know, thriller. You know, we described all those genres in the beginning yeah. of the list: yeah. spy, action, adventure, steampunk. Sure, all those things, whatever yeah. you categorize it. That you know, just saying those things. If any of those things catch your eye, that's this this show's for you. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Um, so I'm glad both of you like it. Yeah, no, thank you for picking it. Genuinely, yeah. it was a great mm-hmm. pick. I was very glad to finally have an excuse to watch it because otherwise I would have put it, watched it maybe <laughs> someday in 2027 or something. Which is fine because that might be when the <laughs> sequel comes the, out. The, this that's rate. when the third which, movie comes which was, out. Well, yeah, the first movie was supposed to come out April, but alas, it's probably not done. So that's getting delayed, you know, until. Well, it's done, I think, right? Like, oh, it's, I'm not, it's I'm probably not sure. Done. Yeah, but I'm sure there's like other things for some reason that I don't know why. It can't be, you know. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know how it works with Japanese well, distribution. I, yeah, I don't know if like they're depending on physical theater releases. That I think the that's case, what probably. it is. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, have the third Heaven's Feel Fate movie mm-hmm. uh, was also supposed to come out like the same week as, mm-hmm. uh, it, and, and that would have been done. That would have absolutely. Yeah, been done, yeah. yeah. Alas. <laughs> All right. Well, we have some oh. opinions here. Oh yeah, Ooh. give us some. All right. Uh, if you want to send in opinions or questions or comments or anything that you want to send in about any anime, it doesn't even have to be the one that we're watching, but it'd be nice if it is, you can send it to videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask. You know, something like this. Century Punk says, Princess Principle is a wonderful show that really understands how to put character development at the forefront of the world they've built. 
Some people will get turned away by the Moe character designs, but the cast's tense dynamic of whether or not they can truly be friends while being spies makes the show feel more stressful than a club slice-of-life anime, and the levels of violence when it peaks are quite intense. The show ends abruptly, but the movies have me excited. Five out of five anime strikes. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's a great point made, because I, I also felt that way too, which I, I appreciate too, because although... They, you know, although they have this healthy dynamic with each other, they go to school together, they work together a lot. You know, and I, what I love the most also is we kind of, we, we still do see the blips of their school life, their school mm-hmm. life, right? And, and it's really funny how, like, we see those interactions and how Ange has to put on this friend of being this, like, meek, like, timid girl, and she has to make, fake it this voice and all. I, I appreciate the fact that that's true. We don't, they can't actually totally trust each other. We especially see that when, um, you know... She, <clears throat> sorry, when Chise gets introduced and she herself is like, you know, kind of this foreigner, like literal foreigner and a stranger to all those things. And like, you know, we don't know if she's going to be a backstabber at some point. She's literally like working with another country of all things mm-hmm. when especially they like had to do this whole thing and kill her father. Right. So I, I do appreciate that. Like there is kind of this like little edge con- consistently where it's like, yes, they're working at each other, but anytime they can turn against each other, if they have to be assigned to do so. I mean, that kind of almost did happen at the end of the episode when control changed for you know no reason whatsoever because it didn't matter yeah. and then um and you know things things changed with the princess plot right so i did appreciate that um something that i wanted to say though is that anji really likes to do like disguises yeah <laughs> which, yeah which i mean it's funny but it's also a little tragic because she's basically constantly in a disguise every every yeah. day of her life but I just love that in the uh, in the laundry episode, she becomes like a Sukeban, basically. Yes, She's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. <laughs> All right, let's see here. I like her fake. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a better word than bimbo here. Her like def- her her default one or whatever, where she's just like, I'll like. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm way really through good. helplessness. I would say, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we actually have some differing opinions here. Uh, first one from Trixie, who says, Princess Principles great in theory, with a wonderful audiovisual experience and interesting fleshed-out characters. However, the story frequently seems to be lacking, or frustrating, and ends up at odds with the cast and the setting. I wanted to like it more than I did, but simply cannot connect to it. It was alright, but I wish it was more fun. It's good that there's a film series coming out, because the way the stories unravel in this world might fit better in film format than a TV one. That's, yeah, that's I think fair. I think the strongest episodes were the episodes that were very detached from the princess plot, now that I think about it. You sure. know, like I think I like I really like the ones where it specifically was just focusing on some sort of like isolated mission that has nothing to do with like Operation Changeling at all. Mm. And I think they just stood out to me personally because it's like something I can detach from where it's like, oh, okay, this can be just like any other day. And that's why I think the A Chronological Order made sense, especially because it, it was kind of just showing facets of like, yeah, here, here are, here's what they do, et cetera. Mm. And I think, I, I think like, you know, Trixie's concerns also like coincides with my issue again. Like there's some sort of like world building threads they don't really, they kind of suggest is like, oh, this is important, but they don't really revisit them again like the cabaret thing they don't really revisit that right. much or explore it much beyond a few instances which is mm-hmm. weird because it's such a powerful material as suggested all right and we got one more opinion from gregory zero similar to trixie's princess principle is unfortunately rather disappointing considering what i had heard about going in 
The show being a chronological could easily be boiled down to watching an episodic show out of order, and the setting hardly feels like an alternative universe with the little amount of world building the world the show does. The characters are good, but unfortunately there's no ending to speak of, so hopefully the movies are alright. I think you have to really like a show, you have to really like the genres um, that the show tries to convey, where like, I... So I, I I hate myself. So I've been watching uh, the James Bond <laughs> oh, movies, boy, the, like the old James Bond movies, and I have, I took a pause on that because I have to, I'm debating about like because now now they're not free anymore, and I have to like oh god, do I have to really release this thing? So I took a pause. And I have to think about it. Um, and as much as like they're painful, I do like like kind of that stuff. Like I don't know, I I, I kind of dig the feel of like even like classic charlie's age yeah I, don't know, I just like dig stuff like that where it's just like oh, there's like a lot of cheesiness to it so this is kind of like something that does i do radiate towards so i think it also has to do with liking the sort of genre this thing is you kind of have to detach yourself from taking it a little too seriously as well hmm. yeah yeah i think like in general like i mean like i really like it because i'm the type of person who watches a million like like my favorite Western show, the analog is the Person of Interest show, which is very like similar <laughs> vibes to this, like yeah. very like same like you know fooling around or whatever. And then there's like an ongoing narrative. Sometimes like I really like that format mm-hmm. a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I really liked it personally. Yeah. Okay, we we have a question though about uh, Princess Bride okay. uh, from the Mighty Mighty Boston's who asks. What is the correct assignment of the out of your friends which are you meme for each of the Commonwealth spies? And that is truck freak, crazy ass, laid back, droog, and the fighter. <laughs> okay. Droog? What is droog is like the the like horrifying monster. Oh, yeah, okay. You, you yeah. know that meme, Elvia? I don't think I do. Maybe I what? do. I never had. A, oh, I never. Hold on. I need to. I need to be enlightened. Maybe I do. Maybe I've seen it. But I just didn't I'll find think it. about it. You'll remember it, it probably. It's iconic. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's it's Russian. It looks like a peer, but it's it's pronounced drug. <laughs> and it just means friend. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, here, if I put this in the. Oh, <laughs> oh wait! I've seen this. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I know. I okay, know. So you know of them. Oh okay, so it's it's a little it's a little basic, but Dorothy would be truck freak because she's she's mm-hmm. driving everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Who would be crazy ass? Um, it's either Princess or Beatrice. I feel like. You think she'd be crazy <laughs> ass? I think Princess probably would be. Crazy I was gonna ass. say Princess would be laid back. No, she's like. She's the most twisted of all of them. She's kind of twisted, yeah. Remember, like, in episode eight, they were talking about how, like, when she had to become the real princess, she learned, like, eight languages. She did all of these specific things. I, literally, whatever, like, I would mean, she literally... be Droog? Maybe she'd be Droog. Or, or no, is that that's Ange. That's Ange. Because of Wizard Planet. Okay, yeah, yeah. she's Ange, yeah. Ange's no, the princess Droog. is twisted because, like, outright when we first meet her and the whole, like, when she, you know, she immediately knows, like, oh, yeah, we fucking swapped. Like, you, you can't fucking fool me with the wine dress shit. Don't, don't fuck her out. You know, she's twisted. She knows shit. Um, yeah, she was literally, like, I'm, I don't, hes- I won't hesitate to call the Kern Queen. She, okay. she is twisted. <laughs> okay. So laid back is Chise and the fighter is Beatrice, right? Like, I think that's what it is. Cause Chise doesn't care about anything that's happening. Is Beatrice mm-hmm. the fighter? 
Yes, Are you, she's fighting every day of her life. <laughs> she's fighting she for is. her survival. She has mental. Yeah, she has exactly. many mental. She has many mental battles. I think. Yeah, and that counts. I think that's. <laughs> I think she fits the most out of any of these. Art- I think she fits her. Right. Yeah. That poor little girl. That poor fucking little like baby that they have in their party. (laughs) God. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's your uh, that's your political compass there. I guess. All right. Okay. Well, I guess that's uh, the princess principle talk. I'm gonna uh, real quick. I'm gonna like double check that I didn't skip anything because I feel like I always do that. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, I mean, well, there's one person who makes like a quick mention of Princess Principle in their question, I'm, so I'm not going to read the rest of it. But I will just say James Tarr just says, How many levels of slappage is the Princess Principle OP? Uh, all of them. <laughs> Every single one. Many hands. Many hands of slappage. It's so good. More than I the literally... hands you have. Yeah. I just sat there sometimes and just listened to it like three times on YouTube <laughs> over and over again because I was like, this rules. It goes so well with the sequence. It's It, it just yeah. goes so well with the sequence. I love when Beatrice is crying in the car and Dorothy makes her <laughs> fucking truck freak smile. <laughs> yeah, truck freak. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she makes the truck freak smile even when she's not driving. See, look, yeah, she does. Yeah. That opening, I think, that nails like what I just said, what we all said about what the girls fit. In because like if you look at that when they all fly out of the car or whatever, <laughs> like Anja's a fucked up thing, right? Uh-huh. And then the princess is just like lost in the sauce, crazy ass. Uh, and then Beatrice is crying because she's, she's fighting, fighting so hard, yeah. and she said doesn't give a fuck. She's just like, wow, okay, we're flying now. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think we nailed it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Well. uh those bring us into the rest of the show, I guess. The rest of the show, yeah. All right. So that was a, that was good. I, was, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'll start with some stuff I've been watching. Um, uh, real quick, Kakushi Goto. I don't have much to add to it other than I, I said this to y'all, but I think this is extremely funny that the show is basically a comedy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like one, it's like half, or like let's say 40% comedy. 40% like sincere father daughter relationship stuff or whatever. And then just 20% at the end of every episode. And sometimes at the beginning, they just cut to the daughter like eight years in the future crying <laughs> with like sad piano music playing going like, I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. How could I not know? My world have shattered. All I ever wanted was a normal life. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like what happens? Like, is like episode 10 is going to roll around and the dad just dies or something? Like what's going to happen? Is it the whole thing where she, she does, I I guess we're supposed to know she does inevitably have to discover her father does like etchy or something. Like, it's that devastating. Like really? But it's like, but like, it's like, it's really fucked up. Cause like, yeah, I, I, I won't spoil too much because I feel like, you know, people should watch this. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really, it's a good show. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I found out recently that the ending theme to the show is a song from the eighties, which rules. <laughs> uh, it's just a popular song from the eighties in Japan, which is really good. Um, and, uh, also I've been told, uh, from multiple people now that the subs are probably not very good. I'm a very bad judge of this stuff. Uh, but they're really bad, apparently. Um, which makes sense because I feel like all of the shows that are like, you know, Sainar, Setsubo Sensei and like Monogatari and stuff, 
Like, until the Blu-ray subs come out, it's rough as hell. Uh, mostly like, because, like, those shows are so dense. Mm-hmm. And, like, too, too much, like, subtext for it to be yeah. hard to, like... <laughs> yeah. Hard for week-to-week localizers not being paid very well to do well, mm-hmm. let's say. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so I recommend that if you want to wait, I guess. That's fine, too. But I, I really am enjoying it. Um, and then another little small thing I will say is just Arte... I think that's how to pronounce it, because that's how they say her name. Uh, the art one in the Renaissance era. Mm-hmm. Not much to add to this other than I am getting tired of the way that they are doing, like, uh, like children's show from the early 2000s talking about feminism, basically. Uh, where it's just, like, this girl is, like, walking along, and then all of a sudden there's, like... A, a squad of like the Chise episode, like the racism episode, the Princess Principal, <laughs> it's like too a squad. Yeah, but it happens every other episode. Is the know. thing. Like, so oh. it's just like, so like this one was like, um, like she has already like proven herself to like plenty of people at this point or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she's working hard or whatever. She's like had real jobs and stuff. Like she's she's done really well or whatever. And then she'll just be like walking down the fucking street. And the squad of men will walk up and the man will go, oh, a girl, oh, that's stupid, or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, all the other men will be like, what are you doing? That's stupid. And then he'll be like, watch how hard I can throw this ball, or whatever, and then just hit her with the ball and she'll, like, pass out or something. And he'll go, look, I'm, she passed out, or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just like, okay, I get it, guys. Yes. Um... <laughs> I, I, I did forget to mention that one of the funniest episodes is the the second episode that was super like, oh, but she's a girl or whatever, where she meets this guy or whatever who's like trying to be like, I'll take care of all your problems for you. And she's like, no, I want to like do things. It's fine. I like doing it or whatever. And she teaches him about feminism and he goes home and tells all his sisters about feminism. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I forgot to say that. He reappeared recently. So that's why I remember <laughs> um well, yeah uh i think it's like like i said like my favorite parts of that show is the way that they use renaissance italy as a setting and not fake renaissance italy like it just being real ass renaissance italy like them talking about stuff like man florence is eating shit now because the pope the, the new pope loves art and rome is just big now or whatever and it's just like they're all like oh fuck we're this sucks <laughs> or whatever because in the later years of the renaissance where like da vinci's already like blown it or whatever already done everything uh but yeah it's it's good except for that i really wish they could be more nuanced more deep uh have a sense of uh let's say respect for people's capabilities but you know what i maybe some people watching the show really don't know about feminism <laughs> i don't know uh but yeah um John. Yes. Hi. I'm sorry that all your shows are dying. They are dying. Uh, it's fucked up. Do you want to talk about one of them? What, which one? What's going on? Tell me. <laughs> Pick one. God, I'm inside. just I'm just looking at this, and I'm looking at how short my list is getting, and I'm just like, I gotta start going into the backlog, huh? Because yeah, I Yu-Gi-Oh is on hiatus now. Um. They left off in a real weird episode where they just dueled a journalist because he 
didn't want to write about rush duels because the internet was getting censored about rush dueling because the evil corporation was taking down all the videos. So they were like, we got to get print media in on this, which as, as a journalism major, I do appreciate that they acknowledge the fact that print media is the base art form of journalism. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just extremely funny that the guy was like, no, I'm not going to write about rush dueling because it's stupid. And then they duel him <laughs> and they beat him. And because they won, they get they, the guy writes about rush dueling and it's in the school paper. But also the like rival guy, I think his name is Rook. He also tells the journalism guy to like write a puff piece about him. And they were making all this, like, oh, man, we have to be in, in journalistic integrity and all that. But he loses one duel and he writes a puff piece. And it's like, damn, you're got no morals, man. Come on. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was dumb. Uh, he, he had, like, a fucking, like, newspaper-based deck. It, like, he, like it, his, like, tiny monsters were, like, bikes with newspapers that threw the newspapers they're like newsies, like monsters. Kinda, yeah. And then, and then the <laughs> like, like newspaper boys. Oh and then, gosh. like his big monster was a printing press, which was kind of cool. <laughs> um, and then What's he just like had a, yeah, he had a bunch of like spells and traps that were like about the bikes delivering the news. And then there was one that was like this like reporter cat girl like trying to report on a story. Sounds um, great. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I just remember, like, one of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Twitters following me was just like, this fucking cat girl is gonna get so much art, and none of the, uh, none of the other monsters that, that are actually cool are gonna get any fucking art, like, <laughs> it was funny. But, I mean, yeah, it just left there, cause we don't know what's gonna happen next. They're still, like, setting stuff up. They're still, like, building the characters, and they can't do anything now. So, whatever. <laughs> we'll get back to that in a couple of months, I guess. There was something recently where I was thinking about how, like... Oh, I know what it is. A Railgun has the same issue that I think, like, that might run into, where it's like, if they're building up the characters and then there's a huge delay and you come back to it, it's, like, really hard to keep track of it. Yeah. Railgun has been suffering from that so bad because, like, Railgun was hit being, being hit with stuff uh, even before the, like big virus stuff started happening because most of their animation was based in China. Mm. Um, so they have, they were already having delays like when that show started and uh, like it's gotten to the point where it's just like multiple times, like two weeks go without an episode and then you come back and you're like, man, what the fuck was going on? <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. No, I'm sorry about rush duels. Also, I really am. I appreciate the sentiment. Well, they don't. They, they want yeah, to make they, sure they, they like Well, <laughs> the, good, the good news is that they are not coming out over here, because I thought that they were just going to cancel speed duels over here, but I guess they just announced new structure decks. So, oh. sure. See, now, here's, here's my little fucking evil secret here that I'm going to start doing. My fucking villainous plan. Apparently... Speed duels, so, so speed duels and regular duels are kind of separate, but not fully. And so there are printed, like, they have, like, the tournament pack. So when you, when you enter a tournament, like, when you enter lo locals, they'll give you, like, a free pack. And sometimes you'll get a rare card from them. And since not a lot of people play speed duels, 
it's really easy to get an expensive card from those packs. You, there's like commons that are like 10 bucks from those packs. The like Dark Magician and Blue Eyes from those are like $130. So people in my, my locals were just entering speed duels and there was like five people there and they were just like, I mean, yeah, they, they were like, oh, we like speed duels a little bit, but a big reason why we're doing it is because we, if one of us pulls a Dark Magician, that's $120 in our pocket and we already have a million Dark Magicians, so it's not like it's something that we really need and it's just like, sure. So I'm, I might do speed duels once uh, the quarantine ends because I want to just get those cards and sell them. <laughs> Wow, yeah, or, tra- or, or trade them, for, <laughs> or trade them for something I really need because there's there's a card that I need two more copies of that's like a hundred and fifteen dollars right now, and if I could trade a dark magician for that, yes, please. I don't need another dark magician. I have like five there dark magicians. Yeah. Trading dark magician—that's something I know when you're talking about. I know what's going on now. Yeah. Hey, do you remember what the pink Karibo thing was called that came with the first movie when it came out in theaters and they gave you a card of it? A pink Karibo? It wasn't quite Karibo, like but it looked marshmallow. It was a pink thing. I recall that. I think it was like a mar- like a spinoff from Marshmallow. I don't think it was exactly Marshmallow. Oh, it was not that. No, no, it looked like a Karibo. It was a furry thing. It was like a fuzzy thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking up Yu-Gi-Oh the movie cards. Let's see. Here. <laughs> Was this for the original movie? Yeah, whichever one came out in America. The Pyramid yeah. of Light one. Sure. That there was were the like first two movie. of them that, yeah. Okay, that was so, it like Dark Side of the Dimensions or something? No, Dark Side Dark of the Dimensions was the most recent new? one. That's very That okay. one came out very recently, yes. Yeah. Which that might, that might have got some, gotten some kind of theater release, but. Wadapon. Wadapon. That sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, Wadapon. <laughs> that sounds like a name that would be for a it's pink. It's not pink, it's white, but... Oh, it okay. Like oh, that's know. absolutely it. Yeah. Oh, that looks pink. That's that's white. Yeah, this is pink! That's pink. That's a pink. All right. It's, I think it's the Maybe gradient it's an that's interfering with it. Maybe yeah. it's, it's a it's like leaning on pink. Winged Wadapon. Wow. Oh, that's original content, huh? <laughs> I like that. I like Wadapon a lot. I remember I would always use it in my deck and I would lose. It's okay. You're you're using cards that you want to use, and I respect that. Yeah. I just thought it was cute. I used that and then a bunch of, like, Shadow the Hedgehog dragons or something. I don't know. Um, that's enough Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes, uh, it is. <laughs> until it comes back. Uh, yeah. Elfie. Uh, yeah. Fucking sing yesterday for me. I know yeah. very little about. Tell right. me. I mean, right. I, I know what you've told me in the past, mm-hmm. basically. That's right. all I know. Last time I talked about it, you know, all I could say really, yeah, it's a show, again, about adults. Well, some of them are adults. <laughs> One of them is a teenager. Um, well, two of them are teenagers. But um, it's a group of people who are like, yeah, struggling to come to terms with their emotions. It's just like, you know, down-to-earth kind of realistic drama. It has, a, again, the title is Sing Yesterday for me, so I'm not sure if it's... I still don't know. We still haven't gotten to the point where I think this is referencing the Beatles song. Unclear. Unclear yet. But we might get there. But, um, yeah, it's about 
yeah, it's just about a group of people coming to terms with their feelings for each other. And it's basically a big love square that is constantly fluctuating into other shapes because other people keep getting involved in this intertwining relationship chart. Um, uh, and I think I expressed my concerns last time where a lot of these shows sometimes end up in the way I just don't like, you know, and that's okay. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Cause I know, I know like a lot of these things are coming from like a personal place. So, you know, I can't, I can't attest to the fact like, you know, what, or whatever the creator wanted to put into this thing that might be a potential personal piece. And I don't want to adonish what might be something based on their life. Right. Um, but oftentimes, like, again, my biggest complaint was, um, Shows like these often center around like a straight guy's perspective, a straight guy. And we, I don't really see any other like things like, you know, shows like this, you know, again, like my life as an MMO junkie is one of my favorite series. I really love that show. And it's a shame that the director of the anime is apparently a wretched person (laughs) as I discover is like, Oh, okay. And the other other sucky thing is that, you know, the person who wrote the manga, the web manga, she, you know, she unfortunately stopped it. She didn't, she just ended it. She, she just wants, she was just like, I don't, She's just like, I just want to take a break from it. So like, it's like, oh no, how can, how can I support this? But anyway, I do still otherwise support watching that series. But it's, it's one of the first series of like this nature where it was concise and complete, and it's centered around like an an older woman's perspective. Um, here again, though, unfortunately, thing yesterday revolves around like a guy, you know, and how like he's he's doing with all his stuff. Again, he works at a part time store. He doesn't quite know what to do with his life. Um, we we you know going more into the episode, you know, more recent episodes, dig into how he actually wants to be a photographer. Um. And his love square continues to be a love square where he is torn between this person he liked from college, but she rejected him. She's like, now let's be friends. She now is a teacher at the, her high school. And then this manic pixie dream girl who has a crow, because again, the crow has yet to return, first of all. She 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 sometimes has this crow. She looks like a crow, too. Like, her hair kind of looks like a crow. I guess it's like the visual symbolism of that. But this crow has yet to really show up recurrently, but she just has a pet crow once in a while that she keeps in her bag. And that's, you know, sometimes she just walks it. It's like, okay, cool. You're special. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's like 18, I think. I don't know. She's like, a, it doesn't mean she's like a little younger than him. Like they, she, she literally knows this guy because she visits his store sometimes. And then she herself like works at like a maid cafe thing or just like a regular cafe. I don't know. She wears a maid outfit, but I don't think it's necessarily a maid cafe, but she works at a cafe and like sometimes they just see each other in that way. Anyway, the recent episodes um, um, center on the Crow Girl, actually, and she runs into an old friend. Um, and God, it does, it does, it does the very like trope, the annoying trope where like she's walking with this old friend and then she sees the main guy. She has a crush on walking with someone else and there's a whole misunderstanding. It's like, uh oh, straight people problems. They don't talk it out. <laughs> they're just get upset with each other, even though they're not actually dating with each other. But anyway, the whole thing is that this girl like reconnected with an old high school friend and the high school friend, like, you know, like, and the way that episode pans out, it's like actually very mature. I really liked it. It was a very nice, insightful, like demonstration of kind of like the misconnections you have in your life and how do you go about them and how do you leave them like resolved or unresolved. Right. And this guy admits to her like, you know, like in high school, I actually had a crush on you. And then, you know, even though I know that you're going to reject me, I just wanted to get that out of the way before I leave Japan and travel and do my work, you know? And it was just, it was just a very nice, touching, mature conversation to have at the end episode, you know? And they, and it turns out he himself is a photographer. So he, he, you know, he moves on and all that. Um, the next episode goes back to um, centering on the main guy who, who again, another haunting from the past, an ex from his high school, like, just kind of freeloads upon him. Like, he just sees her in an alleyway at some point. She's like, oh, can I just stay over because I couldn't pay rent? You know, and he didn't recognize her at first because she changed her appearance a lot. And she just ends up freeloading 
like at his place for days. And it's like, oh God, why is he doing this to her? Um, and the crow girl finds out, the teacher girl finds out. Um, they're like, oh no, like what happened to him? And of course the girl, the, the girl like opens the door and they're really upset that this random woman is at this place at this guy they like. And again, they had to elaborate. They're not actually dating, but they're very upset by this. Um, but at the end of the episode, it was a very interesting thing where, um, the teacher realizes that even though she told the guy that I'm not interested in you in that way as you do to me, she realizes that she feels like she might be taking advantage of him because he's very nice. Um, and that sort of thing is happening with him right now where he's just laying his ex freeload at his apartment. And those two women actually do have like this very nice conversation where these two women talk to each other at the end of the episode where I think she kind of realizes that this ex is like a foil to her where she's not quite sure how she feels about this guy and that she might just be just as selfish as this other girl where she's just kind of letting him hang on to her because she can and because she knows she, he has a crush on her. So uh, she just feels like she's taking advantage of his kindness. So I don't know, like, like I kind of, again, still am worried about how this series will end up with its quote unquote final, like main um, couple. Um, but I, I, what I really loved about the series is that every episode, um, you know, the voice performances are excellent. I think it handles like how this is mostly a talking show. Um, it, it very, you know, the performances are very excellent. Like the subtle ways that people are able to like convey emotion and, um, and all the sad emotions of like, oh, depression or longingness or like loneliness. And it's, it's, it's a very good series for that. You know, this is not a series you turn to for, um, you know, feeling good. I think it's a series to turn to if you just want something realistic. And I think it does it in a good way. But, you know, my joke about like the the series being like a monster of weak series, it, that's literally what has happened the past couple of episodes. Like you, you have these like random love interests that come up from the past turning up and they never show up again. They literally show up for one episode to interrupt this love square for a bit and then they don't come back the next episode. So this series is basically like a love interest of the week um, series, which is kind of weird. But I, yeah, I overall do like it so far, but yeah, it's just one of those things where um, I, I hope he does not end up with a teenager, but I think that's what's going to happen because <laughs> that's always what happens. I'm like, why? And what, what, and, and on the crow girl specifically, who is the teenager I'm talking about? Um, she does act like a teenager. Again, I'm, t- I'm talking about these voice performances being very good. She does act like a teenager. She like freaks out. She's very immature. So that's just, it's just very jarring that she's kind of like in DC of like older people. And it's just like, oh God, I have a bad feeling. She's going to end up with the guy, which is a little weird, but <laughs> I'm still watching it. I, again, I think it's like a very, very touching series overall. I do like stuff like this where, oh yeah, like ni- nice once in a while to have like a realistic grounded drama that's not so off the rails. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bombastic. Bombastic. Uh, like, <laughs> but again, again, that's not my problem with the crow girl. She's yeah. kind of, she kind of stands out too much. She's a bit too much of a trope. So it's just a little like, why does she have a crow? I don't know. They don't explain it. She just has a crow because she's quirky and that's her personality. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, I'm using this. Is, oh man. I know it's like the classic podcast thing to like, be like, Oh, well, this is a great transition. And I just like have to go for those every single time. So I'm going to go, well, you <laughs> said that the, the, the name of it might be a Beatles song reference. That reminds me of listeners. <laughs> <which is a laughs> show I've been watching. It's very elegant. I just did that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I've been watching that listener show and that's the really weird show. Mm-hmm. Um, it 
So like, it feels like the, it's, so it's like music mix, right? Yeah. It's music mix. And, um, I feel like, so all, everything is just named like JoJo stuff, like where people are just named like shit, like Jimmy Stone Free and like, <laughs> there's Very a Very fake American names, yeah. Yeah, there's like a prince guy who's like, I forget what he's called, but like he's like, oh, Purple Rain, literally. Like, I oh my god. Like, yep. like, <laughs> it just feels like a really weird show. Uh, and I wonder if it's the adaptation of it being just weird or what. Um, I, I don't know anything about the source material, but the adaptation feels like it's just fucking like slamming arcs into one episode. Is this not a, like another original series? I thought it was. No, no, it's not. Oh, manga. is that? Okay. Uh, because they use the manga's art in the end. Oh, okay. I know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, or oh, well, they did for one of the endings anyway. Um, because each ending, they do a parody of, or they play a different ending song for each ending and they use scenes from the episode in, uh, cut or whatever in such a way that it looks like a specific music video for a specific song that exists in real life, like smells like teen spirit or something. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. When we talk about, and we've talked about this on the show before, when shows reference things and it just feels like they're referencing it for the sake of referencing it, that is very much what the show feels like. Like, it does not feel like they're exploring any themes with it. It feels like a very, like, a cookie cutter, like, yep, here's whatever boy meets girl mech anime or whatever, but we just named everything like these things. One thing I think that is actually funny, though, is that sometimes people will just talk in in English or whatever and say na- the names of songs to each other as if it's just the continuing their dialogue or whatever. Uh, like I, I, I can't. Like th- there was one part where they were just saying Bruce Springsteen songs to each other, but like acting as if it was a conversation. Uh, which I they were just saying really the funny. lyrics. They were saying like the names of the songs. Oh my god. And wow. the subs would properly capitalize them, so that's how I knew it immediately. <laughs> like, oh, wait, they, so they mean, like, whatever, this song and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, the main problem with that show seems to be they are just cramming arcs into, like, one episode each. Um, things that clearly should not be one episode each. Like, there was, the worst example was the last episode that came out, um, where it was, like, they had to like try to espouse all of this lore about this town and this man, uh, the prince man, uh, while also like having the, their character moments or whatever, like their character building stuff. And it was just like, it, it all happened so quickly. Like it got to this point where like whatever, they got beaten like whatever, like three quarters of the way through the episode by these two women and it seemed like okay so these two women they're gonna have to like or like they're gonna fight them again and i was like oh, okay that'll be in the next episode they literally fight them three minutes later and act as if they figured everything out without even saying anything like it was really like okay what did they learn like all the characters kept saying look see they've learned so much since then and i was like three minutes ago like i don't know it was it's a really weird show that feels like it might just be a bad adaptation, but at the same time, they're putting a lot of effort into it. Like I said, with the endings and stuff, right? Like it's, it's really weird. I don't know. It has the original anime feel. It really does. When you say that, mm-hmm. like, cause it, it, it really sounds really, really weird. You know, like from reading 
you know, the description of it, this sounds really far out. Like it doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't sound like it's based on anything. Cause or at least, you know, if, if it was based on anything, I've never heard of it, you know, um, until now. Right. Yeah. Um, let me, I'm trying to see when the manga came out, if I could, uh, Oh, the manga, okay, it is original, but, I guess, but the manga did come out before, uh, it did, because it was announced in 2019. So very, very, very short gap between yeah. kind of adapting it, okay. It's weird. It's really weird. It almost has the vibe of, like, hey, go read the manga, or whatever, that's what it, like, cause like, you know how like, um, what's that, uh, No Game No Life, that show, how they like, oh will never make any more because he just wanted to advertise the light novels, or whatever. <laughs> that's fair, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's how I feel like about mm-hmm. this. That's what I think, and I think uh, there's a lot of other things. It's just like doing that. its best to like, as an extended promotional means of. Yeah, that's yeah, what it feels same. like to me. That's it might, fair. I mean, I like, might that be off sense. base, but, uh-huh. yeah. This is the Haikyuu studio, so I mean. Mm. And by the Haikyuu studio, I mean MAPPA. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I think it's just the Doro Hidoro. I don't know what they're doing. That was... They do. They have a pretty diverse portfolio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're doing Waveless and mm-hmm. also this season. And uh, mm-hmm. something else, I forget. I think the scary Bing Dream anime with the boys who all want to kill each other or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but Yeah. That was my cool transition for that. John, how's Galandino going? Oh, it's going fantastic. I mean, a little less fantastic now that it's being delayed as well. But the show is still great. The show is still very good. Um, I'm still a bit sad that the, the, they seem to be not focusing on the lore as much in the live action segments. But I guess, you know, they, ha- they, they have to spread it out. They don't want to overdo it. Um. But then there was that one section where, you know, there's a live action segment where the dino went camping. And it was adorable, and I loved it, and I ate it up. But then right at the end, he throws the, like, magic book into the fire. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And there was none of that in the newest episode. Uh, He just turns small and rides around on a tank a lot. Um, That's pretty good. (laughs) I haven't seen that episode yet. That sounds great. Oh, it's extremely good. Um, and I mean, the, the animation is still fantastic. Everything is just sensational still. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to talk about because it's very much a visual show. It is, it is either a lot of visual gags or it's just appreciation of the visuals. It is like, oh, they drew a really great face on the dino. Oh, they played around with color really well. They did some really cute, scenes of the dinosaur and the gal hanging out and the boyfriend and the dinosaur doing something dumb it is an extremely visual show so it's kind of hard to talk about on a podcast but i'm very much still into it and i hope to see where the lore goes because (laughs) you gotta find out we get gotta find out See, I would be fine never finding out. Like, I was kind of hoping that they, like, would just keep doing new bits or whatever every time. Uh, <laughs> which they still are, so it's fine. I could but. see that, sure. I mean, um, I'd be okay with that as well. I just want to see all kinds of messed up shit that's going on. I loved the camping episode. That was very fun. The, 
uh, that was just like my favorite thing. Just, the, but also it inflicted a, a deep terror in me watching this like person in a dinosaur costume like have things over a giant fire. I was just <laughs> like, oh god. Like they, I think my roommate they, said, like ten have, people off screen with fire extinguishers yeah, ready. Yeah, so ready. <laughs> Calling mascot formulae just does not add up well. That was a Homestar Runner joke, everybody. Yeah? Yeah. Ah, you know. Classic. <laughs> no, it's very fun. And, um... The, uh, there are a lot of scenes in the show that are very much just them showing off the merch. But, yeah. unfortunately, it's working because I totally want a dinosaur <laughs> plush. <laughs> I really want a plush. It's very you know? cute. I would it's want one. Yeah. I see. I started looking at that dinosaur being like, that's just fucking blue from Foster's Home for Men. Or like, <laughs> that's like, all I could think. With legs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a little more expressive, I feel. But, you know, no, no, that was, that was the thing that really made it different was like, especially the, like, when they put the happy eyes on the costume that the person's mm. wearing, I lose it every time. <laughs> I love it. It's really good. It it's is a really good, good series. I'm glad that this is, I'm glad this really showed that the Pop Team Epic team really knows what the fuck they are doing. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Um, uh, LV, speaking of knowing what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Man, you see, if actually these transitions become a lot less elegant if I keep saying, speaking of. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm you're, you're just being self-aware, which I think is, you know, nice. And yeah, well, um, well, well, yeah. <laughs> We're not lying know. to people, you know, saying we're not lying to people. Yeah. No, I see. No. Yeah. Like, okay, to know I our... love transitions. They're my passion. Yeah. yeah there's a setup um, here. They, it's okay if they have to know that it's okay for they see the strings, you know, oh, behind yeah. the stage <laughs> once in a while. Well, speaking of seeing the strings behind the oh, stage, oh, Elvie, my next life as a villain. Is... Yeah. I, I'm not sure what that transition that. meant, but okay. Well, because she knows all the routes and everything. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, she she's meta game. Okay, you're right. You're right. Oh, I see. Boom. I got you. Knocked I got out of the you. Park. Whoa. Thank you. Yes, whoa, whoa. Okay. the support. Yeah, this series is really good. I really love it. This might be like, I, and mostly because I'm just watching a very limited amount of series right now. Um, but this is definitely my standout one, and I, I'm saying this as someone who. You know, not to be like, oh yeah, I real, this is so relatable. Like, you know, as someone who plays like games of the genre, the Otome games and stuff like that, like I actually genuinely do think like this is kind of hitting the nail on the head in a lot of ways that are not so blatant, but in ways that are more clever than one would think if you haven't seen the show. So at this point in the series, they're, they're grown up. They're kind of like in the main timeline of like how the, the dating sim. Um, would play out in you know the world they're in so um you know our our our, our main character katarina who once again she is unfortunately you know she was once a japanese girl who died because she was late to school for playing this dating sim for way too late and she woke up and ran into the street too quickly without looking um she's she's in the character of katarina who unfortunately is like a a rival mean antagonist character who if if one plays this, this dating sim the game is um, the settings based on um, she would meet, you know, she would meet her ends for being a bad person. Essentially. She's a bad person in the game. Um, at this point, they finally meet. We finally have the main character, the real main character in the game, um, Maria, Maria Campbell, I believe is her name. Um, and um, they met her. Like basically our main cast is all here. We have all the NPCs, what have you. And Maria Campbell, from my understanding, she's basically, the bill of like every like perfect Atomi MC. And it's really funny how they kind of 
convey it. Um, so she is not from, a, so, so holding is the school they're attending. Every, basically everyone in the cast except Maria is a noble. And the school they're attending, um, is nobles only. And there's this whole like thing they establish in society where nobles are the only ones able to conjure magic for some reason. Like for some reason they innately have magic that the, the commoners do not. So Maria does not come from a noble background. Um, so she's kind of bullied for that. Like, you know, in one way she's made out to be special, but at the same time she's ostracized for it. People make fun of her. People think she, there's something going on in her. There's a whole rumor where her father, um, there's a whole rumor where she's like the illegitimate daughter of a, a noble man. Um, so Katarina basically intervenes in an event where Maria is getting bullied by a, a group of girls. Uh, and in the original game, it was actually Katarina who was bullying her. So she kind of like is doing the opposite of what's happening. Um, and in doing that, she, once again, she accidentally stole a poten- potential, um, relationship event from a guy character, um, who was supposed to be one disrupting the scene instead. So, and what she does, she actually triggered the path of making the main character fall in love with Katarina also. So Katarina is just going around accidentally making everyone fall in love with her like everyone everyone um (laughs) there's a scene where like all the girls are hanging out and maria just outright says i'm very fond of you and (laughs) and then one of the after the other every other girl there you know is trying to compete with maria saying no no i'm very fond of her you know like they're all like fighting over katarina in a way that katarina does not quite understand but she has been and, and in an effort to try to avoid her bad fate of, like, accidentally, like, you know, causing her character to die or something bad happened to her. Like, she's just been doing her best to be nice to everyone. But, right, as a result, it's kind of, like, quote-unquote, changing the events of the, what, how the game would actually play out. And is instead taking, <laughs> taking, taking relationships, for, relationship events from everyone left and right. Um, at some point, you know, they pass, like, um, Maria's hometown, and they meet up with her mom, essentially. Um, she's with her adopted brother, Katarina. Um, you know, they're basically on an outing. And yeah, they're just really nice to her. And they're just, you know, like, it, it's a very sweet, like, like, like friendship developing out of here. Like, it, it was just really nice that they're, they're just taking their time showing, like, Katarina really making the effort to just be nice to everyone, like, out of, you know, sincerity of a heart. And, you know, what's really funny about this whole thing is that, you know, you know, despite being the character that is supposed to be an antagonist, the way that everyone, you know, as everyone's warming up to Katarina and the way they're describing her, it's really funny how they're basically describing her as the peak um, example of what the perfect Otome MC is, as opposed to them describing Maria in that regard, who was supposed to be the real main character. Like they're saying things like, you know, like, Oh, she has really changed my life. Like, oh, I don't know what it is about her. She's so alluring. Like, they're literally describing her in these very vague ways. That's very typical of like a dating sim game to describe you, the avatar, your avatar, who otherwise has no personality, is like a white red personality because that avatar is supposed to be like a self insert. And they're kind of doing that with Katarina herself. So that I I thought that was really funny in like a way. Um, Eventually, they go on summer vacation. They have like a picnic. Again, everyone is there. They're again vying for Katarina's affection. They have like a boat race, which is really funny. And Katarina wins, I think. Um, they're they're pretty much are making it clear. There are tons of moments where like they're all actively saying, you know, we like you, and they're willing to fight for it, even though she's technically, she, you know, like just to recall back, she's been technically engaged to someone as um, to someone else as a kid, you know, since as a kid. So, but it's been it's it's evident clear there's some sort of harem developing here, and much to like her 
much be you know much to her like home discretion. She's not she's not really aware of it. Um, and I don't know. Like I think the series has like been doing a really good job in being a perfect parody and tribute to like Jane Sims and just even this genre as a whole. Like I think like it's doing. I think it's I think it's really refreshing. I think it's subverting to Isekai in a way that even other series hasn't really done gone far with that like you know we have things like Konosuba and like reincarnate as a slime but I don't think they even subverted it as far as the series has done if that's like a bold statement to say because I felt like they were also still playing it pretty straight I think they were still like isekai in a way but just had comedic elements I feel like the series though is kind of like taking it another level because it's also kind of poking fun at another genre at the same time which is like a game genre um but yeah so far it's just really good and like I uh, like you know again there's like a lot of characters that we kind of haven't really settled upon but like I think I think with the way things are going, I'm very positive about where the series is going. I think it's I think it's being consistent with like how funny it is being, and it's it's never stepping too far, and it, but it's also not holding back either. Like just it just especially the fact that like yes, everyone is falling in love with her. It doesn't matter. Like everyone is falling in love with her by accident, and I really appreciate that. They're just kind of doing it like nonchalantly. Um, like what what I especially like too is like just how. You know, there's a whole thing where Katarina is like constantly farming in the background because she's still paranoid that at some point something bad's going to happen to her. She's like, I got to farm because like, what if I get exiled or something? And it's just, it's just a consistently funny thing where like her family doesn't quite understand why, why she as a noble girl is just farming when, you know, only peasants should be doing that. But it just reminds me a lot of like, you know, when one is savvy enough to play so many dating sims, you kind of know all the tropes. Like it kind of gets boring. So if you play it the same way all the time, you know, like, what is there left? And the way she's acting reminds me a lot of, like, literally, um, literally as someone who, like, would start playing something chaotically after you're, like, on your nth playthrough of something because you kind of just want to change everything. So she's doing things like learning how to do combat. At some point in one of the beginning episodes, she's like, I just want to throw the snake at something. And she does it. And she, she does like a lot of really random things that reminds me of like, you know, like as myself or as anyone who like, you know, like I've been playing this game for so many times. I just want to do something stupid in this game to kind of break it. Yeah. And she's been kind of doing that. Like, it's, it's really funny. She's just kind of, yeah, she just reminds me a lot of like actually what a player would actually be like if they were in their if they were in a game like this, she, she, she's just kind of like doing things chaotically just to be as strategic as possible. And the way she thinks too, she's like, I know what's going on here, but I'm not going to be like weird and like, like she's, she's savvy, but she's not going to be weird and like really smug about it. She's just approaching things in a very strategic way. Um, so I, I really like that. Like, this is like clearly made by someone like who understands how that experience is when playing a dating sim, you know, but like, especially the idea of playing dating sims multiple times because you're like, I want to complete this game. I want to complete multiple routes. It really makes sense here. And like this person, you know, the writer clearly knows like what they're making fun of. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a really fun series so far. And I think even if one is really detached from the genres it's making fun of, I think it's just still a funny, it's just still a funny series to watch. You know, it, it's just really funny. I agree. Um, one of my favorite parts was when they were going out on the boat or yeah. whatever. And, um, well, first one of the girls was just like, damn, I almost fell behind or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's on the side or whatever. Yeah. Because everyone else is, or whatever. Cause she hasn't been involved in anything for like mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second thing was like, after everyone's like, oh, y'all want to go on the boat with you, Katarina. And, uh, her fiance is just like, I'm her fiance. Uh-huh. Please let yeah, me go yeah. with my fiance. Yeah. And they're all just like, no. Uh, I, I think it's a great show. I really there, like yeah, it. there was also that sequence. Um, I think they're like at a ballroom and then everyone's upset. They're stuck with their 
partners, like they're assigned partners essentially, and they're all thinking in their heads about like either Katarina or like, you know, like oh maybe just like you know like like scheming in their minds about like what to do next. It's just, it's just it's, yeah, it's just really funny how like everyone's kind of like flesh out. Like, you know, in a sense, I like I do hope like they're more fleshed out beyond that. Like you know, beyond kind of being the butt of the joke of okay, now everyone's fighting over her. Like I hope they do revisit like, you know, some of those things again where they do have like a straight on personal intimate moment with her beyond them just being a joke right like and they kind of did that in like the past episodes too where they like we were re-exploring her relationship with her adopted brother and stuff but um yeah no yeah i'm glad like yeah like it's 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 still pretty consistent so far uh i really also like that that one man is just named serious dick i'm oh, sure yeah. he definitely won't be evil or something. <laughs> right 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 definitely not. uh he, he's, he's giving off those twisted vibes now Sure. There's also the um that that one guy, the president, like counts the phrase. That's him. That's him. Yes, he's, yes, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he he's twisted now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. She was like, "Oh, are you interested in anyone?" And he just stares just, like, into like, no. the void for like a full yeah. minute, and then goes, "No, no." Yeah. And it's like, okay. He 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 reminds me a lot of like in a lot of games like these. There's always that quote unquote hidden character. And, like, I, I'm curious as to, like, what that, you know, if he actually is just twisted or if he's going to be, like, a weird, like, oh, by the way, he also might be another, you know? So, yeah. But he, he's likely twisted, which is fine, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm glad the show is continuing because I was a little worried that it would mm-hmm. be, like, No, know, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I don't think good. it's dragging that much. A good example of how I thought it was going to drag was the slime anime. How the slime oh, anime yes, yeah. it was just, like, it peaked and then it was just, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't see. I think it'll be pretty fine. Um, mm-hmm. It's wholesome, wholesome time. That's what I think. Hmm. It's not very horny. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's shockingly is not. It. It's just it's not. Horny, it, is, it is what it is. It's very. It's more romantic than anything mm-hmm. else. I would say. Yeah. Um, and the main romance is between the two girls. So you know, mm-hmm. take that. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> John, speaking of romance. There I go. I did it again. Damn. Yeah. I'm You're so fired. good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Boom. Rose. This one's straight. <laughs> it's okay. It's the, it's there. They have so many rights though. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kaiju is fucking great. That's uh, so good. They yeah. dare not wrest this from our hands. We need this. They, they won't. It's they won't. done. Remember? We saw it. Yeah. It, I know, it's all done animating. So. I can't help but still be scared. Okay. <laughs> anything could happen anything could happen but Kaguya it's still fantastic oh they're leading up to the election um they had that whole segment where like the where Shiragane had to ask Kaguya to join his crew to write his speeches and everyone thought that they were going to confess to each other and the entire school was watching because, like, everyone just wants them to get together. Um, but I, I feel like the best part of the past two episodes was definitely the uh, the part where Shiragane can't sing. And he really wants to sing. And Chika is trying to teach him. And he just can't sing. <laughs> and... I'm a dumbass because just any time that like audio is like warbly, it makes me laugh because they just had whenever the president was trying to sing, he'd just be like, oh, blah, 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 like just like <laughs> just making me laugh every time. Uh, and of course, Chica reacting to things is always hysterical. She is very, very funny. 
and just how proud she was when he actually could sing competently. It was very heartwarming. Um, she's she, she's just like a great just like she takes care of her friends. She is like a mom friend, and uh, she, I'm glad that they appreciate her for it. Um, but they're also terrified. I think one of my favorite parts was at the end of the episode, and or like even before they've they've referenced in two episodes now that the. Uh, this girl who's running for president against Shiragane wants to make Chika her vice president. And everyone <laughs> like who knows anything is just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why would you ever do that? What the hell? Uh, and I appreciate that too. Cause it's like, yeah, they're like, well, Kaki, I think probably wants to kill her. Um, a little bit. But, yeah. Yeah. But they're still friends. Also, I really liked Kaguya's outrageous, weird, horny thing that she goes off on. That's uh, right. Yeah, there's a bit in this episode. Cause, um, because Shiragane is not the president at the moment, he is getting more sleep. And so he looks like a bit more like cleaned up, like his hair is straighter and his eyes don't look as whacked out. And like everyone around him is, is like, oh, you look so much better. Yeah, like people are like coming up and like asking him to hang out. Like he's more approachable. But it's not doing anything for Kaguya. It's turning Kaguya off. And she's, like, scared that she's not going to be, like, attracted to him. And she's like, is this actually true love? And so she asks one of her friends, like, is it possible to still be in love with someone if you're not physically attracted to them, basically? And everyone's, like, sharing their opinions. But then Shiragana eventually shows back up and he's like, oh, I'm so exhausted. And, like, he's got his old look back. And Kaguya is full-on flushed panting like oh like she is like full-on horny brings him to the nurse's office and she's just like staring at him as he's like laying down like and her maid is like watching and just like i can't believe it. like what the fuck is happening she's got this new warped fetish this isn't good (laughs) it's really yeah what does she say she's like my my mistress has been tainted by a man or whatever and developed a weird (laughs) fetish or whatever Yeah. yeah It was good. It was funny. Very good. It's very good. It's amazing. I, I can't believe that Inugami didn't say something horrible. I really thought that he was going to say something horrible uh, <laughs> at one point when they ask him what his opinion on true love is or whatever. He's I like he relatively was... normal about it. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was going to say something really heinous. Yes, yeah, so, you know, stop clocking all that. I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah, Kaguya is great. Sure is. That, that opening is still a banger. I'm glad they got the same guy back. I was scared. I definitely don't like it as much as the original, but it is still very good. I I think I like it more than the original just because of the part where Chica and everyone's walking down the hallway all weird. Oh yeah, that's cute. And also I, I, Daddy Daddy Do is funny. I mostly think that like the song itself. I, I, I prefer the, the original song. Sure. That's just me. That's just you. Yeah, it's just you. Just me. Only person in the world who dares have that opinion. Uh, LV, so the fucking uh, woodpecker detective mm-hmm. agency still... Well, no, it's okay. The last episode, I think, returned to form in terms of like, oh yeah, this is what okay. I anticipated with the first episode. But it's still weird for reasons I'll explain. So basically, the last episode was just that... Um, what I like about the show, it's like one of those things where, again, it's like, oh, it's a mystery show, but also they're explaining supernatural things that easily have a rational explanation. Um, 
And again, it's weird because it's loosely based on real people, but sure. And they're using real people as characters. So this good, nothing quite adds up in terms of like, I don't think this actually happened to these people, but anyway, um, the most recent episodes were apparently actually adapted from the source material. So that maybe explains why the last episodes were so bad and kind of ill-conceived, but you know, I'll get to that. Um, the mystery in this one is that uh, a woman was found murdered and uh, of course, cause it's always a murder and her last dying words were supposedly throat moon or something weird like that. And of course our characters get involved with this. They meet her lover. Who's very upset. You know, she died. Of course he's upset, but you know, all that. Uh, meanwhile, people have been seeing some sort of ghost in the sky, some sort of ghost. When in reality, it was someone messing around with a high beam projector, projecting something in the sky on a high building in Asuka, uh, Asuka, well, anyway, on a high building in a city. And that high building is actually the cover of the novel this is based on. But anyway. Um, oh. And it turns out it was her lover um, that was manning that projector the whole time and creating the ghost because he was hoping to see anyone who would look up and reveal their neck or expose their neck. What? Because the main characters realized she was probably not trying to say throat moon, but throat wound. And oh. They eventually do find that person. <laughs> so the person who killed her had a throat wound, and like, or well, and, and, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the case. That's what happened. That, that, that I summed it up. Uh, <laughs> which again is not something the main characters solve, and it was just purely coincidental that they found the culprit, and you know, the whole lover just happened to be there. You know, the guy exposed the neck whatever, and unfortunately, they like flung themselves off that building. You know, to do that, so. Everyone just died. That's what happened. Um, yeah, so this is one of those, again, mystery shows where nothing is really based on rationale. It's just purely circumstantial. So the mystery is not really there. You know, not to the extent of like the Jewel Richardson show where there are no case files at all. There are case files here, but you know, they're not really, it's, it's really superficial. It's kind of like Hyoka in a way where like, it's kind of superficial what, what a mystery actually is. It's more like, oh yeah, a very circumstantial story where they're exploring that, which makes sense in a way. Where the main character is, one is a one is a writer and one is like literally a linguist. Um, but again, the main problem with the show thus far is really the main dynamic between the two main characters, who are supposed to be good friends, and supposedly were in real life based on the historical figures they're based off of. Um, again, continuing from the last episode, where one of them literally like almost like gave his friend to the cops, even though he know he didn't murder anyone. Stupid. Um, you know, just one of them continues to be a smart, like, jerk to them for no reason. It's very off-hooding. Um, I guess at some point, maybe there will be development over him finally standing up to his jerk friend, etc. But I'm not seeing that right now. Like, he's still, like, borrowing money from him as if the last events of the last episode did not happen. And I guess maybe they're doing an anthology thing where maybe some of these episodes don't really connect. But it's very off-putting if they're kind of having this long winding arc between that, you know, that revolves around the relationship that these two people are very important and they care about each other, but <laughs> I'm not seeing that consistently. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just really ambiguous as to whether or not the characters are just like resetting their development or like, I don't know. It's just something, sh you know, like something shitty happened the last episode. Why is that not acknowledged? So, uh -huh. um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm just still following it along. It's okay. It's still okay. But but the ending song, the opening and ending songs are really good. You know, I think that's what's keeping me in. I think that's what's keeping me in. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you know, it's it's very gorgeous. I like the colors of the show. It's like it's very interesting in terms of style. But it's it's otherwise not really standing out much to me in terms of the content it's offering. And again, I'm still feeling like the bitter taste of like the last couple episodes for that, which I think and which a lot of people thought were not good because again, they were just really off putting in terms of like what they were trying to convey. Um, so I'm just sticking around for this. It's okay. It's just okay. You know, it's not impressive. Mm. It's just mm. one of those shows. Sorry, I was coughing. Um, <laughs> no, I totally it's get fine. that. Sometimes you just have to have shows that are just like that. You know, you can yeah, it's like, okay. do that. I like having shows like that just because it makes me appreciate the shows that are more than okay. All the more. That's true. Like, you know, sometimes it's, it, it makes the better shows stand out even more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's how I like to look at it. Same way with games, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's everything, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to go to questions, John. All right. We've got quite a few, so let's uh, let's go ahead. Uh, right. Again, if you want to send any questions, it's videogamechichu.com.com slash ask. You sound like this fine folk right here. Harlequin Wheels asks, which mid-aughts, early 2010s anime meme should we bring back, either as it was or real fucked up for the modern age? That's a Mm. great question. I mean, I I feel like we've kind of seen the resurgence of just, like, the Lucky Star dance, and now it has become (laughs) Out of Touch Thursday. Like, we just, we have... We have that, so I think that's a good example of what we're talking about, like a fucked up modern age version. Is there hmm. any anime memes you want to see return? Um, if we could get like AMVs that don't suck again, well, I mean, no, how do I word this? I want AMVs that suck, but suck in a different way <laughs> uh, than the ones we are currently receiving. Because, uh, let me tell you, I, 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 about a month ago, I went on a journey to try to find new AMVs. Um, and what I was really hoping for was, and what I expected was like, you know, like the Naruto AMVs that were like in the end or whatever. I was expecting that, but for like Boku no Hero and stuff. Or like Kimetsu no Yaiba. And mm-hmm. it's not that. It's not that at all. Like it's a lot of like, I don't know, maybe people, maybe the software has become too easy for people to use now. I think maybe that might be the problem. So, like, people can actually, like, artistically figure these things out. I want the janky shit. That's what I want. Like, Windows Movie Maker quality. Like, yeah. this is just a slideshow with, with rips. Want... And the subs are still on the clips. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the, the the disintegration transition effect and stuff like that. That's what I want to see, like, or whatever. While it's, like, down, like, new metals playing or something. Yeah. That's what I, want. I, I mean, I'll have an opposite desire. I, I don't think I've been seeing, or maybe because I'm just not exploring like deep, deep, well, like two chan, like Nico Nico Doga, so, like uh, as I used to. But like, I would like to see a resurgence of weird, like really high effort opening parodies, or like oh, those. Yeah. Weird... There are some. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah, know, using they're... other anime to like, yeah. I think though, I would say like, I would like to see them be more than just like, like the one that it usually is, is, um, the two biggest ones that I've seen. One of them will send you for a trip. One of them is very obvious. It's, uh, Evangelion's probably the most. Yeah, yeah, of course. Song. That came People back because, do that today. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But the other one, this is the most popular one I've seen, and this is why I said we'll throw you for a loop. In, uh, engaged to the Unidentified? People, uh, do you, oh. do you remember that show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people anim- animate over that opening, like, all the time. I've seen, like, oh my God. dozens of them. Uh-huh. I think it's because all the girls are bouncing. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I think it's just a way to have, um... Like these, the really trashing ones where it's an opening clearly to like a harem show. So like you have these characters where, you know, like in like right. you know these openings where there's like a specific character highlight. Like oh, here is you know I think of a lot of like the um, like the key anime. Like they the, all their openings are like that. Like Little Busters came out around this time, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like something like that where like one character is highlighted and they're like poorly cropped. <laughs> they put oh, like they yeah. a fortress okay, in the background of it yeah. and it's like oh they're sliding you know like you know kind of like you know true to the true to my heart parodies um of that that's that's an rogue game uh by the way um that like you know something like that um you know as if they're opening up to like a, a visual novel or dating sim something like that another one i'm thinking of is um Oh, yeah, speaking of the Audis, uh, Tiger and Buddy has a continuation apparently pending. That's a little oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Like, who, like, who has this? Who has, I mean, then again, I, then again, it did have a really big following. Um, so maybe those people are happy. I used to, I used to try to follow it, but I just kind of fell off. I couldn't get into it as I wanted to. Um, but another one I was thinking of was specifically, uh, um, I think there there was like a there was a brief moment that um the Saison Serenuku from Mamara Penguin Drum had a moment. Um I would like something like that where we would kinda take um you know an out of context very shrill scene like that and place it in something else. I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. But I don't know, we just have kind of less uh I don't know, we have too many high effort stuff, right? And I guess that's the problem. We need stuff that kind of goes back to like almost YouTube qual- YouTube poop quality, but not quite. There's like an in-between. There's like a sweet spot, I think, of high art and low art. You know, I could go on a deeper rant about this, but <laughs> you were right about like shitty AVs, but you know, you got that, that sweet spot of like okay, the right amount of shitty <laughs> I, res- I respect your claim, but I do just want to full on say that we should just have YouTube poop. <laughs> Uh, my choice is I just want them to bring back the nice boat. Where's the nice boat? Oh my god! I want to see the boat. It, well, they actually it actually did nice. it in the Pot Team Epic anime. If you, if you they did do that, that yeah. You know what, Rose? You're right. <laughs> we do hear less of those controversies, I guess, because since that yeah, incident, like people were like, "No, we're not gonna. <laughs> we're just gonna not make this." You know? Yeah, I guess cowards. So. <laughs> Higarashi is coming back though. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? Maybe someone will take a take a nice. Someone boat will get very and... upset, and we have to cut to a boat again. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Let's see. Anonymous asks. I'm in the middle of watching through all of FMA, both animes and both movies, with a friend, and we're seventy episodes and a movie deep. I'm enjoying it a ton. Wow. And re- yeah, that's a lot. I'm enjoying it a ton <laughs> a and real. And realizing how many changes in O3 I actually prefer because it delves much more into the nuances of the universe's political and ideological implications. Are there any shows where you much prefer with the adaptation changed in a big way from the source? Um, so, can ooh. I say first real quick, I actually agree uh, because I think Brotherhood's much better overall. Um, 
and I don't like the ending to O3, but O3 spends so much time on all the characters and like the narrative arc. It actually makes like the Shao Tucker arc not feel stupid because they actually spend so much time with this girl and stuff like that. Mm. Like, yeah. I agree with them. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I guess I will kind of tie this other question in. It's similar. It's not the same thing. Um, but this is from uh, James here. Uh, I'm interested in the crew's experience of having watched and read the same thing. From all of these, which property stands out where you vastly prefer the anime? I feel this is a rare experience for people that do both. Um, yeah, thanks Thanks for your hard work in the anime minds. You are welcome. Um, so, yeah, those are like kind of similar. They tie it together, kind of, sort of. Um, so I guess we could kind of like mention if there's any shows that we prefer over the adaptation and um maybe why we like that um something that i really like uh and i know this is like a super basic answer is just like i just i much much prefer watching jojo to reading it just because of how like amazing the colors and the art style is like, you know, Jojo is kind of stilted. Like, it's not something that you really notice until you really think about it. And you're like, huh, they're really, they're kind of stretching this, uh, a little thin. You can tell because everyone's just kind of standing there. But it's still so nice to look at because of the colors and the art style and just the way that they use the movement. And I just, I think that's better than reading it because it's, it's similar, but it's got nice pretty colors. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I had a different answer, but that reminds me of something that we've said multiple times, uh, or I've said multiple times, which, uh, uh Hoseki no Kuni. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I have a great, especially as the, as it's gone on and the, uh, art, the art is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I want to say it's very, very good and I appreciate its distinct aesthetic and everything, but the anime is so much more watchable. I can consume it and understand what's happening. I don't have to reread it 30 times to figure out which character is which because there are colors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also, I think the music in Hoseki really adds to it, uh, what they do in the anime. Uh, but my real answer was going to be Steins Gate as someone who played the VN. Um, because the VN has a lot of time that they waste on horny things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also has the, like, uh, it, it ends on, like, it has multiple character endings before the true end or whatever. And they just sort of, like, fused it all together into one overarching narrative in a way that I thought was really, really effective. Yeah. Okay. Ovi, how about you? Um, Usagi drop because it stops before the bad part <laughs> happens. No, no, but my real answer is that, you know, because that was not by choice. It just... It just happened, but you know yeah. that what a what a what a way what a nice unintentional thing, right? But anyway, um, a lot of magical girl stuff I think is much better than their manga counterparts. I can go on a whole list because uh, they they do a lot of weird things in the manga. Like, I I you know this might be an unpopular thing, but I think the sailor the, the original Sailor Moon anime made in the nineties is much better than its source material, and I think that's why Sailor Moon Crystal really struggled. In the beginning, because there's a lot of things that 
the anime does in its filler, which I think does a huge service to how the show pans out in terms of stretching time a little more and kind of fleshing out the world a little more. I can say the same thing about Cardcaptor Sakura. Cardcaptor Sakura is very short. Like she, she only captures like 20 cards in the manga and the anime, she captures like 50. I don't know how the fuck mm-hmm. they made up all these cards. <laughs> and I think like, you know, just to go on a deeper rate, like Magical Girl has ha- the Magical Girl has its origins in animation. Like it started off as an anime thing. It didn't start off in comics, in comic strips. So like, I, I think it, I think it just inherently works better to it. I think it, especially if we're to see like these things in a fluid state, you know, like just, just in a very animated way. Like I want to see like the transformations and thing, like battles and in motion. Like it, it doesn't quite translate well, um, in still form. Um, you know, kind of semi-related, not magical girl, but I, I, I much prefer the animated incarnations of Utena in all forms. Like I love the movie and I love the series like, as separate things, but the manga gets a little off the rails and a little too off the rails for me, I think even, but I kind of understand where it's going for, but it goes off in a very different direction than what I think the series and movie does, which is purely just this allegory about like, you know, which in a way does deconstruct what shoujo is, but like this pure allegory of just deconstructing what growing up is in a very convoluted avant-garde yes artsy fartsy way but i like it so hey whereas the manga goes off a very different direction kind of waxy philosophical about god and religion which is also interesting but i don't you know i, I kind of I, I much prefer like the stronger stances that the series and you know the movie does in its own two different ways um so you know but otherwise otherwise i do recommend reading manga it's very different but like it, it yeah it's very different but I just much prefer like what I think the series has done, which I think I do a lot to get, you know, just to go back to magical girls. Like, like it's a lot of the Sailor Moon team working on the internet anime, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, I think that those are like what my choices are. It's like, I think a lot of shoujo has a, a specifically magical girl or magical a girl adjacent titles have been done a much better service in their anime, like incarnations because of the filler that's added. I think it adds a lot of more substance to the worlds that are established in their, you know, source material a little much better, you know? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I have one more actually. Okay. Hold on. I, have the, I was going to say this is very short Vinland saga just because they told it in order. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like the they manga. do tell it in order. I went to read the manga afterwards and I, I like the, I like I like the anime's presentation way better. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. way better. Mm-hmm. Right. Anonymous asks, "Yo, what VTuber would fare the best in a battle shown in style tournament brawl?" <laughs> that dog. I don't know her names. I just know like that dog. Corona. Corona. <laughs> she seems off the rails. I think she can handle herself. I don't know. She's like the leader or whatever. Oh, is she, yeah. Think. Is it just because she's like a favorite? I don't know. She seems like she's the favorite everyone likes because she's cute. I mean, I think if I recall, I might be making this up. So don't, don't kill me. Cause they have like a cast in a way. They are in an interconnected yeah. universe. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think her, the person who runs Corona is like an established veteran in like industries and stuff like that. So like, <laughs> wow. She's very like, she's like the veteran of the group. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, yeah, I think she got I mean, Kiryu Koko can turn into a dragon. She's a dragon. Ooh. But would that be cheating? Like, like y- y- you know, because it's that, that's her. Well, does she have, like, her yeah. some of her dragon powers? Because she still, like, breathe fire and maybe has, like, super <laughs> strength? I don't know. 
there's like wizards now. I mean, I just I can't keep up with all of them. I like I know I know like the main Hollow Live girls basically, and it's like I don't know. I saw like a wizard girl. I think I saw a fortune teller like today. There's there's just so many of them. I can't keep up with it. But I feel like the girl that is a dragon probably has the most like power of the. You like, just. I'm not just saying that because I, she's my favorite. I promise. The rest of them are just, like, normal girls. I mean, like, Fubuki's a fox. Maybe she can, like, run away and, like, get into, like, a hole or something and, like, dig up and attack from... I don't know. Do do foxes dig? Foxhole. Then, yeah, she can dig a foxhole and then pop up and, like, take her down, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Fubuki could do it. I I feel like that little... The the one... The dog? The No, the cat. The cat that goes with Corona. Oh, like Corona's um, girlfriend. Oh, okay. you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like she has the kill energy from Hunter Hunter and will just mm. like pull out someone's heart all of a sudden and no one saw it happening. Okay, you know what? Okay, no. Here's my actual answer. I don't remember her name, but there's that girl that wears like the fucking like the, the sweater, like the, the, the open sweater who likes Bloodborne a lot. She has absolutely. Oh, that yeah, she's killed someone in real life. She's absolutely oh, killed someone. Lulu? <laughs> yeah. Why she... do I know this? Because you're dating a fucking VTuber fan. Uh But yeah, I think she she would she would absolutely win because she would just have like the bloodborne switch axe and kill everybody. Yeah, probably. What's the sheep girl's name? Is it a sheep or a ram? I don't know her. I... What is, is that she, one? <laughs> I don't know her name. Yeah, I don't know her name. Uh, Watame. Okay. She she's very soft spoken. I don't know. She seems like she'd be like a secret secret twisted person, but I don't Maybe. know. I'm probably judging her from. <laughs> I don't know I much don't know. about she her. She plays like Final Fantasy Nine and stuff, so I think you know. Oh man, that's, that's someone you can trust. Yeah, she seems like she knows. Okay, so then if that's the case. She knows what she's doing. She can think strategically. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I don't like know if that. any of them can. <laughs> They don't seem like they do. Every time I see a clip out of context, they're like dying or they did something horrific. Yeah, Yeah, they're all fucking up. They're they're all all nightmares. I like how there's like part animal ones. It's like, oh, okay. They're like a a cute part animal. And not just a cat girl. They just, you know, like alphabet. I can't think of a cat girl one. I'm thinking of every other animal. Like, oh, that's cool. They're like avoiding. Corona's girlfriend's a cat girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's a cat. But yeah, but at the same time, it's not like a, uh, like classical. She's like whatever. Yeah. Like I said, kilowatt energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Century Punk asks, Spring is here and summer's looming. Are there any anime that you feel wonderfully capture a seasonal vibe? I always love a show set in Hokkaido. Ooh. I do too. Uh, uh, gotcha Man Crowds makes me think of the spring now. Ever since yeah, you're right. It does. Podcast. All those colors and everything. Mm-hmm. How green everything is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So summer specifically? No, just any season. What what makes you think of a season? Oh, like this, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, Erased has winter vibes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I think tons of romance dramas winter vibes. Um, like yeah, all the keys. Clan I can't like they're all those are all winter. I say even yeah. air is winter because they're just sad. I guess I since see winter with sad, even though I like winter as a season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are all winter. Um. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Higurashi, right? That's a very summer show. That is literally in the summer. Oh, yeah. 
fucked up. I think horror, yeah. horror, like any horror thing goes in the summer. I don't know, just something about like the heat. It fucks you up. Yeah, it fucks you up. It makes you go, go, no, go nuts. That's what happens. <laughs> Nichi Joe is very summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Any other answers, or should we do more? No. I'm trying to. Magus Bride always makes me think of the fall, okay. I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very cozy. Yeah. Uh, Boston asks, the word convertible steampunk princess principal car is very badass. Do you have a favorite vehicle <laughs> from an anime or manga? My personal <gasps> favorites are Haruko's Vespa from Fooly Cooly and Keisuke's Mazda RX-7 from Initial D. Oh, man. Those are very good answers. I mean, mm-hmm. har- yeah, the Vespa's definitely up there. Um, anime vehicles. Uh, Space Dandy Spaceship. Mm-hmm. That's always great. The Aloha Oi. Uh-huh. I like the maybe this won't count, so you can stop me if I say it. The Dai Guren from Guren Lagan because it's a battleship with feet and arms, and I think that's funny. I think I think we can let that one slide. I think like if we're gonna start digging into mechas, maybe you know. But I think there was I think there was an episode where the Aloha Oi turned into a mech, but I mean none of that show is canon, so it's. <laughs> uh. I'm trying to think of another one that's good. Uh... I think I mean I think I, like because I mentioned earlier, I think immediately of the bike in Kino Dontabi. You know, it's a very oh, yeah. it's, it's literally its own character. That's that's you know, but I don't I wouldn't say that's my favorite vehicle. I just know I just just remember it off the bat. It's like oh yeah, that's yeah. like a significant thing. Um, I'm trying to think of like. Um, anytime Akira Toriyama draws a vehicle. Yeah, they're all, yeah, and they're, 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 they're all underutilized. Fucking Christ. If that man actually just did a, like, story or series on just cars, I'm okay with it. I think I would like that, you know, because he clearly loves cars so fucking much. (laughs) Specifically, like, military vehicles. Have Akira Toriyama do Cars 4. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no. The, the, like, the hate in your voice, Elvi. You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I, I, I like the, uh, the, the plane that, um, the, 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 the plane that Lancelot rides on in Fate Zero. <laughs> Sucked ass. Uh, Saber alters motorcycle. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. That's a classic. Yeah, Lupine's car is always fucked up. Mm. I don't know if that, yeah, that counts because it's little, always little, fucked up. Yeah, his little <laughs> shitty car. Working. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really. Good it's one. not dependable. I don't. I just don't want to recommend that. It's very <laughs> dependable. That's like his little fucking buggy. He's getting all. It's always risky. It like it's constantly fucking up. No, it's always <laughs> fucking up, but it it does what it needs to do. You know, it's not about it moves. Yes, yeah. It's it's about getting from point A to point B. And I mean, hell, a big reason why it'll fall apart is because Goemon's cutting it up, but he has to cut it up to cut up like the cops or whatever. So you know, oh. it's a it's a trade. I got a. I love Celty's horse motorcycle. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Alright. Um, if is, I were to stretch in terms of like, oh, it's not even mecha, just the. I appreciate how the castle is depicted in 
the Howl's Moving House movie. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, it. sure. Yeah. yeah. Which in itself is a house and a car mm-hmm. and also a portal think- to something, you know? <laughs> like, <I just laughs> something. Who knows what that is? It's all in one. <laughs> That's chicken feet. A lot of the like <laughs> mechs and like ships and all that and like Miyazaki movies are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking about Yeah, again, like, again, because they fucking loves like military vehicles and really well studied and that mm-hmm. stuff. So like, you know, it's it's clear when like it's clear when the vehicles and stuff like that are really important to a series. Like, you know, like, yeah. okay, yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, you find that. Yeah. Totally. All right, one last question. And again, videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask. Anonymous asks, now that almost every show is being postponed for the foreseeable future, what's the number one show on your backlog you won't get to? The one you know, <laughs> no matter how much you tell yourself you should watch this, you will never find the time. <laughs> I really like that question a lot. Like, it's really true. Very honest. Okay, I just opened up my like list of shows. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Oh god, so much. There's so much. Like everything on my plan to watch list is that. Like, I'm just looking at this. It's like, am I ever gonna watch? Tommy Galaxy, probably not, unless someone forces me to. It's for the show, which I mean, maybe that should be something we watch. Um, fucking yeah, just like everything. <laughs> I still have all those Pat Labor DVDs. I bought those fucking Blu-rays. I have not opened them. <laughs> that I that is a physical thing because they were like twenty bucks, and everyone was like, "Oh, they're not going to get reprinted ever." You gotta get those. I was like, alright, I'll get them. And now they're sitting over there and they reprinted them. <laughs> Look what happens when you listen to those people. <laughs> I mean, I'm not upset. I'm gonna watch it. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> at the point. Yeah, at least see? it's something that, at least you know it's a good thing to own. You know, it's not like yeah. it's like, it's not like something you know, it's not like something you're unsure if it's gonna be good or not. So you don't feel bad owning it. You know, you just know it. Like, yeah. They are good. I can say that. I can mm. say that as having seen them. Yes, they're good. So you're. I'll you, watch you, it eventually. Yes, I really will. It's it's okay. It's okay that you have it and not opposed to anything else that you're not sure about, right? Absolutely. Um, I have tons of friends who love Hunter X Hunter, and I I'm sorry, I'm never going to watch it. This thing is probably not going to have an oh. ending. Um, no, listen. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'm going to try to win you over right now. It has an ending. Okay. okay? It has point. an ending. All right. It's fine. No, and the anime ends on it. It's oh, totally okay. fine. Yes. It has ended the at stuff, some point. I wasn't consider sure. Consider all of the stuff that keeps coming out now basically like an extension. Like okay. there is a very satisfying conclusion. Okay. So there kind of is like something that I resolve, but it doesn't need to keep going as it is. Is that kind of the situation? Yes. The it's stuff just, that's happening right now is still very good, but it's basically you can consider it's optional. It like, okay. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Yeah, that's one of those things. Uh, I felt the same way and then I went and did it. Right, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of ripping off the band-aid, but I don't know when that will be. Yep. So I'm not going to make any promises. You know, it's sure. just that. Because it's also this and then the original series, right, too. Like, the, there's there's the old one and the new one. And you know, like, I feel like you should do both. You know, and that's like, oh, that's a yeah. lot. That's a huge endeavor. <laughs> sure. Well, don't watch the old one is the thing. Just watch the new one. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Covers the same That's what stuff. I heard, too. Like, the new one is just you might as well, which is actually... That's just really good. Yeah. It's just great. Okay. Uh. Uh. I was trying to think of mine. Uh. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. 
that mean you're just gonna watch everything? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I only look. I'm like looking at my list. I, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna come out and say it. I'll probably never watch Mushishi, even though this is here. Everyone talks about it all the time and says it's like amazing, but I don't know. No, what's a better? I oh, never finished one. it, um, but yeah, I don't. I, to be fair, I do. I don't think I'll bother finishing it. You know, that's also another kind of uh-huh. thing for me. I, I have a better one on here that I have on my list, uh, which is uh, I will probably never go back to Bungo Stray Dogs, even though I said I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay I'll, I'll do happen. it it's okay i've, I've, oh, I've been you. on the train sacrifice so you can just know what happened you know i was gonna say black clover but i will probably go back to it is the thing but i think i'll probably read it instead that's that's, a, that's another one i've yet to start yet people are like oh you gotta that's pretty good. Yeah, like yeah. I think as far as the shonen go, like yeah. my my thinking was when I started watching it was there were only thirty something episodes and I was like, yes, I'm gonna fucking get in here. But I'm gonna get I'm in read- here before. I'm reading this and it's like a hundred something. Yep. Yeah. That's <laughs> like the how thing. did that happen? And no one talks I, I got, about this show. That's weird. Yeah, I know. Weird. It's weird. It's never stopped. I guess is the thing. So it's like like Boku no Hero stops and people get waiting periods of like having to hype up. You know, like oh yeah, fuck yes, the new one's coming out or whatever. But like this one's just like no, it's just been going for the last quietly. Yeah, because the community for it's not as loud or like at least I recall it being loud in the beginning, but then it kind of just simmered and people's focus went onto other things. I imagine like a lot of people probably just went and read the manga and they're just like Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I enjoyed what I watched of it, but I really failed my goal of being like, yes, I'm going to get in here, and then like I'll only ever be 20 episodes behind at most, and it won't be that intimidating. No. No. No, I'm like on episode 20. Let me look at me here. 25 is what I got to. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, The Seven Deadly Sins is another one like people like that no one talks oh, yeah. about, but for some reason it's like quietly big. It's like oh, in the background, it's been, you know, and there's things it like... It has a gotcha game. It has a gotcha game, yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, but then it's now too late. There's like almost 100 episodes at this point. Like, what? You know? And that's another one people are saying, oh, it's good, but I don't, no one's talking about it. At least, at least again, maybe the circles I'm in don't talk about it, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, like, Boku no Hero is like overpowering, like anything else right now so i guess that's just why it's just kind of amplified in a way that's muddling what the actual criteria of things are for shonen um yeah and i'm not touching one piece i notice um that's that's okay i accept <laughs> yeah, it we all know that, i don't yeah. i don't feel guilty about that yeah i feel guilty about these other things i don't feel guilty about that <laughs> it's okay i know i don't think i like you know i know i don't think i like one piece and that's okay um so yeah, I was thinking about this reason. Not to, like, keep up our streak of hating on One Piece or anything. <laughs> it's just like, man, the One Piece people don't tell you how fucked up that thing is. Like, I, I've had a friend recently going through and reading all of it. Or, yeah, reading all of it. And just, like, them being like, damn, no one mentions how, like, every villain is a trans joke or whatever. Like, yeah. every single time. Like, it's crazy. Man. Right, there's, there's like... You know, again, the issue of like, there's a variety of male designs, but then one woman, one woman, and then yeah. like when we have a a, 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 you know, a deviant design of a woman, it's like it seems like it's bad and making fun of something. You know, it's just like oh, this yeah. is like uh, this is making fun of something. Like, uh, yeah, so it's just it's very off putting. Yeah, sad. 
And we you all have rights, so I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> you're, you're, all, you're all allowed. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't want to be mean to the One Piece people. They I do. Have Fuck you. They have rights. No, listen, like, at least you walk down the street, one in three people, there are One Piece <laughs> No, I know. That's what's fucked up. That's what's scary. I, 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 am, I am fully kidding. I do not want to die. <laughs> one Piece fans I have rights. They do. They do. They absolutely have rights. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. You can you can have have your fun with Luffy. Go Luffy. What is how the rap go? It's like yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, one of the best yeah, openings. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say that's one of the best four kids opening. Could, it's could really good. Orchestra yeah. openings. Let's yeah. be real. That is a catchy song, and it's people, got us. It's really good. People talk so good shit about it. It's fun. It's dumb. It's fun. Who cares? Like oh my god, it's yeah. not the sanctity of One Piece. Like just relax for like a minute. There are One Piece fans who really hate that opening. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, <laughs> that's what caught me into trying the show in the beginning. You know, <laughs> yeah. like when it was when it was still love, but for when it was still on four kids and not the the Funimation transition, right? Um, so anyway, I was like, yeah, what I liked was what I liked, but yeah, this is way too long. And from what I hear about it, like, ah, this is not something that intrigues me, and that's pretty much it. I'm just like not going to force myself to like something that is way too long. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It'll just waste my time. Yeah. No, that's how I feel about it, too. I'm sure it's one of those things where, like, maybe there will be an episode that stands out to me. But often when the series is pitched to me, everyone's like, oh, no, you gotta you gotta digest this whole arc. And I'm like, oh, God, no, I don't want to, you know? Yeah, like, the fact that, I, like I said, I said this the first time we were talking about One Piece, like, I have this pinned thing in my bookmarks that have existed. This is, like, my bookmarks from, like, 2013 or whatever. Right here, that's, like what to skip in one piece and there's straight up a point where it's like a hundred episodes just skip these like it's <laughs> fucking like I, <sighs> yeah it's like some insane annotated doc for like skip 46 and 48 but not 47 <laughs> like okay oh anyways that's all that's everything we got our, we got it, we covered all the bases. I think we got our, our weekly one piece. Uh, hate train. Hatred. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, I think we got it all. Uh, <laughs> uh so I will say, um, our, our next episode, uh, our next anime that we're going to be watching for the next month is going to be, let me say, make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. <clears throat> Hakume and Mikochi, the 2018 series. Uh, you can find it on Hulu and High Dive. Hmm. Um, if you're looking for it, it's not on Crunchyroll, but whatever. Those, those are two options for you. You can find them. Uh, look, interested in watching this because it seems like it'll be a nice time. Uh, that was picked by Ben, right? I should say. Yeah, yes. Or, yes. Thank you, Ben. Um, and, uh, yeah. I guess that about does it. Uh, if you want to pick an anime that we watch, uh, we pick one every other month or so. Um, you can go and, and get, you know, and get episodes of this podcast one week early. Go to patreon.com slash VGCC. Three dollars gets you in there and you can just fucking say anything. You can force us to watch something. I don't know. You can't force us to watch One Piece. That's for damn sure. Like, maybe we can set like a fake tier thing on the Patreon that's like a million dollars and oh, we just watch One Piece. I mean, we're wow. already at ten thousand dollars to get the walking around money. So, oh right, yeah, yeah that's true. Or hundred thousand. <laughs> ten thousand and one dollars is, uh, <laughs> is One Piece. <laughs> watch my One Piece. Push us over the edge, yeah. 
it's the one piece, the one dollar, though. Oh shit, we figured it out. Christ alive. Ah, well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Spread the word. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you both for joining me, and uh, yeah, that this is great. I'm glad we got to watch Princess Principle. I had a good time. Me too. Uh, and uh, I hope you all have a good time out there. And uh, we'll see you next time on another episode of Chichigatri Unlimited Trainworks. Have a good one. Now you know there is a scene that I, I repeat in my soul. Was she feeling a black thing now? Gently touching a tree. Sweet and bright